Hey everybody, this is Chuck. We are reposting the final episode of the Tesdi Town History miniseries that we did in late 2020, where I sat down with a lot of key members from Tell em Steve Dave and the surrounding people that are on it uh, to get their origin story and their role in the origin of Tell em Steve Dave. We are reposting all these episodes because this series is actually moving over to the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon on May 18th, 2021. I will be hosting the Tesdi Tapes, a continuation of this show, um, and my first guest is Sunday Jeff. Really, really fun. All this week, we reposted the original six episodes, and this is the final one. This is my sit-down with Ming Chen, part two, because the first sit-down, we only got to sit down for an hour. We had some more stuff to cover, so I sat down, and we finished it off. Great episode. Ming's a great guy. He's always been very kind to me. Um... But yeah, so the whole thing has been reposted. I hope you guys go over. If you're not a, a Tell em Steve Dave Patreon member yet, I'm telling you, it's it's worth it. Sign up for a month. Look at all the stuff that we do all the time. And I think you're going to be really pleased and you're going to stick around. But on May 18th, 2021, this will continue um, as the Tesdi tapes on the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon. Hope you guys come on over and uh, enjoy this last reposted episode of the Tesdi Town History miniseries. The story of Ming Chen, part two. I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 485 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm excited. This is uh, I'll say this. This is the last episode of the Tesdi Town History mini series that we're doing. However, the series is going to continue in a different way. <gasps> yeah, on a on a bigger platform. To be completely honest. Oh, I'm gonna get a new apartment. Yeah, something like that. Um, and at the end of this this interview today, I'll explain exactly what that means. Ah, uh, it's a tease. Yes. So, uh, Chuck and Brad listeners, if you're here for the first time, I think that'd be odd because it's Ming Part 2. Who knows? Ming Chen, the story of Ming Chen Part 2. We did Part 1 maybe four weeks ago. You know, maybe people hate the first half of Ming's life and <laughs> yeah. they're like, we're only in it from 2001 on. Yes. So, uh, you know, we've done, uh, uh, you know, I'm Chuck. I work with Tom Steve Dave. I do a lot of film projects with them. Uh, Brad and I do this podcast together. We've been doing it for 11 years. Um, we do live comedy together. Brad does improv. I'm in a band as well. So with the film, the music, the comedy, we talk about the stories of us doing our creative projects, as well as, you know, uh, music, film, comedy, pop culture, the stuff that we like every week. Um, and sometimes we interview people from different aspects of pop culture. And this was a six-part series right. with Walt Flanagan, Brian Johnson, Mike Zapsick, Ming Cheng, and Get Him Steve Dave um, about the history of Tesdi Town. Tell Him Steve Dave, the podcast, and their surrounding cast of characters. Yes. Um, so this is part six. And like I said, it is going to continue on after this. And uh, we're going to talk about that uh, right after this interview. Um, and that's pretty much all we need to say beforehand, I think, right? All right. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think, I think that's pretty good in terms of uh, setting things up. Yeah, last time we left off with Ming, uh, the first part of his uh, interview, we left off on September, <clears throat> excuse me, September 11th, 2001, when Ming had just moved out to LA 
to work for Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Right. Um, and then the uh, World Trade Center attacks happened, and they had to lay Ming off yes. after he moved out to L.A. Um, and that's as far as we got in the first part of this interview. So this is part two, and it's going to take us from then uh, all the way up to uh, Ming's current life. And uh, this was recorded like last weekend. Right. Um, whenever Kevin Smith did the movies pop up um, in that, New Jersey. That's when it was recorded. Yeah. That's when it was recorded. I was up there to film uh, Kevin's uh, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old live podcast at the drive-in right. in, uh, at the Bell Works in uh, Homedale, New Jersey. So um, please enjoy the story of Ming Chen. Part two. two. All right. We are back with, I think, I think this is going to be the final uh TSD Town History podcast on the Chuck and Brad podcast of the series. It's the final one, which is this is the sixth one because we did Walt, Get Him, Ming, Mike, um, and Brian. And with Ming, we only got up to part one. So this is part two, man. Who knew it would be such a long story? <laughs> I, know. I think people just love, you know, if you watch comic book, it's like, oh, he's just a guy who gets made fun of. Like, what, what, uh, what's his, I don't know if anybody really, like, asked for the backstory, but here it is. So. You know what? I got to say, the response to this series has been huge. Yeah. People are super, super psyched about it. I mean, that's kind of part of my philosophy uh, on our podcast with interviewing people is that, like, everyone kind of has, like, an awesome story. Yeah. Every creative person has a great story. So it's cool to get them. But yeah, so uh, if you've been listening along, we got up to essentially like September 11th, 2001 in Ming's story on part one. Yeah. And let's see, let's catch everybody up to where you are at this time. You kind of recently had moved to L.A. to work for Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Yeah, their company Live Planet. That's right. Working on Project Greenlight, and we had a bright future ahead of us at Live Planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, we had this TV show in development called The Runner. Yes, The Runner. That's right. It was kind of like a treasure hunt TV show, but yes. um, they're the people on the internet where internet would interact with the two contestants, right. going around the country, looking at secret packages, right. um, trying to hunt each other down for uh, like an ultimate prize. It was supposed to be like a million dollars in African gold Krugerons or something. <laughs> and post 9-11, you can't go around hiding secret packages. You can't have people running around yes. with weird gadgets. Right. You can't. Like, it would, yeah, it just didn't work. So I think ABC even had a teaser out mm -hmm. at one point, and you saw someone like running down an alleyway and somebody else chasing them, and it looked really awesome. Yeah. And after 9-11, they're like, nope, that money we were about to give you, uh, no. Yeah, so, right. So all future projects got canceled after that. And so, so, so at that point in time, you got laid off. Yeah, it sucked. They called us onto a room. They're like, "Hey, we know these are dark times, but uh, you know, unfortunately, tomorrow we're, we're announcing layoffs." And, so, uh, so, how long after you moved there was this? It was about a year. About a year. Yeah, I thought I, I would have a longer future in Los Angeles, <laughs> and um, yeah, it well, it, it stunk because uh, like I I think I mentioned in the last episode, they were paying me pretty well. So yeah, I right. went out like I had a pretty baller car, yeah, the, like a four door Acura touring sedan, like you know the like more money I've ever spent on anything. And then I went out and got another car <laughs> after I got the Live Planet job. I was like, I'm, this is going to last forever. This is going to be fucking awesome. So when I bought a Honda S2000. It's a little Roadster, um, 9,000 RPM. Like it, it, it was like a motorcycle. It went as fast as a motorcycle, but it was like in a car yeah. version. And the top went down. And, and you know, I was 26. Yeah. So I was like, well, why not? Why wouldn't I just, let's get another car. Who cares? Like, yeah. I got all this money coming. I'm single. Yeah. This is awesome. And then, uh, yeah, after I laid off, I was like, I can't, I can't keep two cars. So, yeah, I had to sell the S2000. And, uh, yeah, we all got called in. 
And uh, yeah, it sunk. It was all, it was like all of a sudden all the good times had stopped. Yeah, yeah. right. So so what did you do? Were you like I'm going to try to stick around? I'm going to go home. Like- um I remember the the night before like they were gonna, everything was going to happen and they're yeah. like, "Oh, well maybe not all of you will be late." I'm like, "Come on. Like yeah. get out of here." And I I knew like I was getting what like what I was getting paid. I was like, "That's I'm probably one I'll, I'll be amongst." Yeah. I, I was one of the first hired, but I'll probably be amongst the first to go unfortunately. Yeah. And I remember I stayed up all night. I was like writing goodbye letters all, all the people I worked with, I really liked them. It was cool. It was, it was, it was fun. I think uh, me and my friend went to, out to an all night diner called Norms yeah. nearby, and then we came back. And uh, yeah. yeah, I remember like they called me in the office, like, "Hey, you know, you know, I mean, there's no secret what's coming. Yeah, here's your severance. Thank you for." Damn, you know, these are dark times. And I remember I was like, "Okay," I was trying to like keep it together. And then I remember when I left, I just. I think because I'd been up all night, I didn't sleep, and it was just sad, man. Like I broke, I, I broke down, man. It was, it was really embarrassing. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. I was like, "You're gonna be embarrassed to, about that." It was, it was, I was a, me- I was blubbering. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I, people were looking at me like, "Bro, like, <laughs> what the hell?" And I think the most, now that I think back, the most embarrassing part was one of the partners was a guy named Chris Moore. He was the producer of the American Pie series. Oh yeah, and big, big tall guy went to Harvard. Yeah, played, like tough guy. Mm-hmm. I was just crying in front of him, and um, years later I got to joke with him because I saw him at uh, the Gone Baby Gone premiere. Yeah. Um, the, what the Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, man, like, uh, I, uh, isn't it nice? I'm not crying this time." And he was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, that's, 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 that's great." Yeah. That's really funny. Not my proudest moment, but I remember. That's all right. I remember that day. I was like, I was like, shit. What am I? What am I gonna do? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's I, what I'm yeah, if uh, you know, maybe some of you guys are facing that right now, even mm-hmm. or yep. you have. I think uh, a lot of people. Yeah, hopefully you never get laid up, but I think a, a lot of people have. And I'm like, shit. I, I got, I, I'm I'm stuck in L.A. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I was gonna get. I was getting married in like five months or, or not for like eight months from yeah. there, and I was like, shit. Yeah. What now? And I remember I sent an email to Kevin. I was like, "Hey, man, um, I don't know if you heard the news, but uh, yeah, they 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 they're dropping the axe tomorrow, or you know, they're dropping the axe. It looks like most of us are getting laid off. It 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 stinks." Um, and this, at this point in time, you're kind of still doing the view askew oh, stuff. Oh yeah, on the yeah, side. yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, "Hey, man, um, you know, I might throw your name in for a rec- you know uh, recommendation." Yeah, sure. Um, I'll throw the office number in there if uh, if you. You know, if you get a call or someone from the office gets a call, just you know, give me a glowing yeah. review. And I remember I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying, I'm looking for jobs on um, just random internet jobs. Uh, I remember there was one like cooking.com. I remember applying for a job there <laughs> yep. and all this stuff. But lo and behold, the next day he writes back. He was like, he was like, he was like, man, that sucks. He's like, well, why don't you come work full time for me? I'm like, Really? He's like, yeah. He's like, you know what? I think it was all—it was always kind of meant to be like this. Wow. You know, this is how it kind of should have always been. Wow. Um, you know, I would have—I I wasn't gonna ask you when you were working for Ben because he was paying you way more than I could have. Yeah, yeah. But I can pay <laughs> you this much. I'm like, that's very—that's extremely generous. Yeah. And I remember he was like, well, there's one catch. I'm like, well, what's what's that? He's like, you got to move to New Jersey. Oh wow! And See, I thought I thought they would—you would stay in L.A. Yeah. Well, he wasn't there yet. Oh. He was still here. He was still in New Jersey. Oh wow! He had, he had the the house. Um, it was this was 2001. So I think he had just officially married. Or I, I, Harley had just been born about a year yeah. or so ago. Yeah, he got married. I think he was clawing. He was still trying to stay here. Yes, he right. was still trying to stay here. He was clawing at it, but the the grip was starting to loosen because yes. Jen and his career was were they were 
they're taking him out west. Yeah. But he still had that that finger, those fingernails were on the cliff still. Yes, right. So I think he was holding out hope that he would be there longer. Wow. And I was like, dang. I was like, okay. That's funny because when, when you originally told the story, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, when Ming went to L.A., I'm sure that part of it was like, oh, well, I work for Kevin and he's out there. And so some of my work is already out there. Yeah. But that wasn't even part of it at yeah. all. No, I think he had just wrapped um, Jan Zambov Strike Back, actually. Yeah, right. And okay. They moved everything back to Jersey. Wow. Okay. So and, and so your and your experience with New Jersey is like, you know, you kind of were hours away from here, but you had no like roots here or anything. No, you were gonna... no um, in a way, I did. My my wife, mm-hmm. my then fiance, my wife's family grew up in the next town over. Oh, okay, that's so right. Yeah, it yeah. was nice. Um, in the early days with Kevin, uh, whenever I came up here, like I'd just stay at her parents' house. Right. Okay. And, yes. And we would drive like ten minutes to Red Bank, and she would drop me off and leave me there all day. So that's just a lucky coincidence. That was a lucky coincidence. Yeah. yeah. But I was wow. like, man, I gotta, I gotta get rid of my apartment. I gotta pack up all this stuff. I gotta <laughs> I sell gotta bring my two stupid, cars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I sold the other one. I gotta, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta get my car over. Right. But um, but you don't say one. You don't say no to Kevin, and yeah. it was so immediate. Where he was like, "Well, here, no, don't stop crying, asshole!" Like, <laughs> you didn't stop crying. Like, stop your blubbering. Move out east. Come work. Come work for your school. Yeah. And um, I was like, "Yeah, I, I mean, what else? Do do I want to work for Kevin, or do I want to go work for Cooking dot com?" Yeah, of course. Of I was course. like, "I'm gonna go. You know, yeah, I'm gonna go work. You know, view, I'm gonna go." Go work uh, in the view Skew universe. Yeah, as, hell yeah. Universe. So, um, uh, yeah. So, and like the, literally the day after, like I didn't, you know, I didn't even have to sweat. So I was like, all right. Uh, I think nine uh, eleven happened. Obviously, it's September eleventh. I think October when when we all got axed. Yeah. And then the day after, Kevin was like, "Hey, move out." So I was like, "Hey, I want to chill for two months, collect the unemployment, mm-hmm. like hang out." But um, two thousand two, January, no, January first. Wow. I'll, I'll be out there. Wow. And uh, and that's. That's uh that's when that's when the magic will officially start. So damn, uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty much what I did. So so for the next two months, what was your life like in L.A.? Not knowing just, anybody and not working. I was just hanging. out. I had friends. Oh, you had friends I was, now because you worked with all those people. I, I, yeah, I guess. partied a little bit. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just kind of prepared for the the move over. Yeah. Um, but I remember. Yeah, I just kind of drove around, around L.A. Yeah. I was just having having fun. It was nice. Being able to do that, had some unemployment, had a little severance money. Yes. And then knowing that I had a job coming up. So yeah, that's, of course. yeah, God bless that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you, so you moved to, to New Jersey. Yeah. I pack up. Um, it, so I get there in January and. Yeah. And so where is, where is Debbie at this point in time? My wife was going to join me in California. Oh and yeah, that's right. She was gonna come. That's yeah, right. so she had quit her job yep. and was preparing to move out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, not yeah. so fast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then on top of this, we are we were gonna get married. We were getting married in August. This is all planned. So, right. Um, we we were like, you know, we should save money for everything. So she ended up moving into her parents' house mm-hmm. in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Took all her stuff, moved it to Ohio. I was like, you know what? I'll come, I'll come meet you there, and, um. Where we ch- just kind of get everything settled, and then after we get after we get married, we'll we'll do everything full time in New Jersey. So, I um and I didn't see you know I moved out to L.A. I was there for months without her, so right. I hadn't really seen her all that much. So we wanted yeah. to be back together again. Right. So I made this deal with Kevin. I was like, hey, can I hang out in Ohio? And then like every two weeks, I would drive between Ohio and New Jersey yeah. until I get married. 
and right. then I'll and then I'll be full time out there. Wow! And he was like, "Yeah, I guess so. As long as you don't, as long as you get your work done, yeah, that that'll that'll work out." So wow, it was a very weird arrangement. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, he agreed to it. And so at this point in time, are you basically doing a combination of graphic design and all the uh, like all the, the web H- stuff? Yeah. Um, I think uh, that year we had launched a website called Movie Poop Shoot. We launched yes. our own uh, movie entertainment website based on the Movie Poop Shoot site from Jan Soundbob's uh, Strike Back. Right. The uh, the merchandise I I launched the online merchandise store maybe about a year a year and a half before and that was like really yeah that that started going nuts especially yeah. after Jane and Bob Strike Back there yeah. were all these orders coming in and it was funny because they they got Brian Johnston to run yes. the online fulfillment center yes and um, prior to yeah, prior to that, it was so weird. They would take orders on the phone and like, all right, what's your credit card number? Yeah. They're like time life operators. It was him and Brian Quinn. Yes. Brian Quinn. Yes. Franco Joker's Brian Quinn was taking phone orders. He <laughs> may have taken your order back in the, the late 90s if you ever ordered off the phone. I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're, you know you can do this online, right? They're like, what's that? Yeah. And uh, I wish I could have been like, one day there'll be this thing called Amazon. Yeah. You just press a button. Yeah. Order. Like, that's how easy I'll, I'm going to make this. And I did. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I remember they went from like nine orders to a day i remember one like at the the biggest day we ever had i think 300 orders came in damn and and john he was pissed yeah i'm sure he fucking i remember was. i called him I was like hey man like because i was all happy i was like dude uh, you know i was like I, I i i played a big part in this uh you know these and i love i loved i love seeing kevin make money yeah yeah I was yeah like, if i i was like okay can't be me at least i contributed to yeah your, your success rich, yeah your riches but I remember I called Brian. I was like, wow, man, what a day, man. It's like, uh, is everything all right? Like, is there anything I can do? He was like, yeah, can you make it fucking stop? <laughs> I'm like, see you later. He's <laughs> like, you don't want it to stop. Then you don't have a job. But he, yeah, as you know, he doesn't really like to work. So. Well, let's see, that's an interesting thing. So how do you get, like, if you're never really here before that, how do you become, like, friends with Brian and everything? I would see them every time I came up. Right. And, um, so, so that probably started around that time. It. I met Brian and Walt in... 1996. Okay, I think it, or 1997. It was one of the first days the uh, the stat the stash had opened. Officially. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember the first day I, I met them. Oh, minute one, they're busting my balls already. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't even know them. Like I just knew Brian as Steve Dave from Mars. Yeah, and, yeah and right. Fanboy. Yeah. And you know I'm all I'm like holy shit it's Steve Dave and Fanboy. And yeah. Like, Who the hell are you? They're like they're totally busting my balls from minute one. Right. And it hasn't stopped since 1996, 1997. <laughs> yeah, it's not stopped. Right. I mean, obviously you guys know that. Right. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's it pretty crazy. That's so funny. All right. So you're kind of you know working back and forth between Jersey and Ohio. How long would you stay out here before you went back to Ohio? It was uh, every two weeks. I would, oh, so you I would stay, stay two weeks would, and go yeah, back stay two there weeks. two weeks, and then I would drive, stay here two weeks oh, until wow. August um, August 31st, 2002. That's when I got married, and then nice. we officially moved out here. Wow. And so, yeah, did you buy a house right away? It was an apartment. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so there was the ViewSkew offices, and that's where you worked, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I know they've kind of cycled around on Broad Street and stuff like that a little bit, right? Yeah, we've uh, we've had several offices in Red Bank. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, it, I, it stung, I think, as time went on, my office got smaller and smaller. I think the first office I had was, uh, I think Scott Mosier had had just decided to move out west at that point, so they gave me his office. It was a big baller. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, leather couches and stuff. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah, as we... Uh, as so, so what happens? So when you come, when does Kevin leave? Oh, it's, yeah. And you're like, what the hell? That's a great story. So you're he's like, what the hell? I just he's there day here. one. I remember, you know, he was like, hey, let's 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 talk about... Let's talk. He was like... um. 
you know, what are your, uh, you know, it was funny. He, he was like, oh, you're here. Great. This is awesome. I was like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, okay. Like I, I'm, I didn't really lay this out, but, uh, you know, well, why don't I continue kicking us? Like I have been the last five years, five, six years, but you know, I, I see more potential in the online sales, yes. uh, the, you know, the, um, do more festivals, uh, social media wasn't even really a thing yet, but I was like, but I'll continue our version of social media. Right. And, yeah, helping and, him connect with right, the fans exactly. however you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. Uh, yeah, it just I'm like, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff I can be doing. Uh, yeah, I will be doing here. Right. And so, sure. does he tell you I'm gonna move? No. So everything's going pretty well. I think he was coming in like uh, every day, and then I remember I think it was two months later. It was like March. Yeah. He he was like, hey, guess what? You'll never believe what just happened. I'm like, what's <laughs> what's going on? He's like, I'm moving to L. A. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I just he, got he, here from L.A. Yeah, he's like, hey, uh, uh, Affleck, Ben, he's selling his old house. He gave me a great deal on it. We're going to buy it and we're going to move to L.A. full time. I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, I was just there. You yeah. told me I had to move here <laughs> to work work for you. Now now what? He's like, well, you can just move back out there. I'm like, really? I'm like, hold on, dude. I just got married. I just got <laughs> settled here. And then, yeah, we were about to buy a house and everything. And and That's hilarious. And I was like, uh, um, I was like, uh, let me get settled here. I'll let you get settled out there, and at, at some point, I'll come out. I'll come up there when you get all established. He's like, okay, because you know, I, at this point, he was still keeping full time operation a base a base out here. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I, I didn't need to be in L.A. I was gonna say like <laughs> it was like two months though. I was, was I could have stayed in L.A. I was gonna say like I don't know the inner workings of it, but how many people were working behind the scenes at VSQ all the uh, time? It was, here? Uh, we had a receptionist, uh, his accountant mm -hmm. that works full time for him, and then we, uh, it was me, and then we had uh, maybe three people in the online merchandise department, and then the the Ma Walt and Mike were at the store, so, so, not, so it was under ten. Yeah, so it was very no, small. no one needed to move to L.A. besides Kevin then, really. Yeah, but I guess he the like, operations could have stayed here. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which which they did for the most part, but I think yeah. he was like, "Hey, man, you should come out there too." I'm like, "I was just there. <laughs> I I haven't even unpacked yet. <laughs> the ink, the, the sharpie, still like not even dry on the boxes. The one that says like, you know, uh, clothing and uh, all that." I know. Stuff. I'm like, "Yeah, but this is how things work. You know, you, you I mean, you've seen this. <laughs> it's this so how things work in Viewskew Land. Well, it's the Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck are just like dragging you around the country, right? It's yeah, like <laughs> I, yeah, literally." <laughs> Literally, they're Back like, it's like forth. tug of war, but uh, I just I sold my cars. Like, that's yeah. So funny. Yeah. And I was like, I liked, I liked LA. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'll, 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 you know, I'll, if you want, if you really need me out there, I'll come. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I kind of dragged it out and, and it never happened, obviously. Oh man, that's funny. I kind of dragged it out. I was like, all right, you really don't need me out there. Like if you need me, I'll fly out there, which, end, uh, which is what ended up happening. Yeah. Right. So you stayed here. So this is like, like around like 2002-ish, yeah, right? 2002, right. 2003. So we're going to online merchandise. I think uh, 2002, I think we threw a Volgarthon that year. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so. Kevin must be kind of like most of his stuff, his events and everything that were based around here. Yeah, it must be that he's in L.A., he comes back for them, yep. and you continue to do them out here. Eventually, he moves a lot of those events out to L.A., though. Yep, yeah. And then Smod Castle and all that stuff. Yeah, I remember, I think the first Vulgarthon was 2005. Right. I think uh, he did it at the Arclight, the Cinerama. They rented the Cinerama Dome for something ridiculously cheap. Man. I think they got it all day 
for like a thousand bucks. Like <laughs> you couldn't do that now, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how they did it, but they, they ran out the dome. And uh, I remember I couldn't go out for that one. I just had a kid. Yeah. And he really, he was trying to get me out there. And my wife was like, no, you are not going. I'm like, I have to like, no, it's the dome. No. All right. I'm not, I won't go. Okay. I'm not going. I remember tell, I, I didn't want to tell him. I was like, dude, I can't. That's hilarious. I can't go. He's like, you know what? I understand. So, oh man. That's so yeah. funny. But yeah, it was uh, yeah we ran stuff by Coastal at that point, so I would f- I would fly there once a year or whatever. Makes sense. And um, yeah, and most of our communications, um, this was pre iPhone, so we were using AOL Instant Messenger. That's how we did business. Uh, he he would just he would I remember he would send me things that you there you there like yeah. no matter what time and I was I was always be on my computer. And I was like, hey man, what's up? And he's like, I need you to do this this and yeah. this. And it was uh, it was how we got stuff done. It was cool. Yeah, that is really cool. That's really funny. So eventually, one of the things that's probably a big change for you is when Smodcast begins. I would yep. imagine because so much of that, you know, as, as opposed to the movies where some of it's online, but Smodcast is 100% online. So that's probably had to do a lot to do with you having to facilitate that. Yeah, that was cool. I remember. Um, and that's, that's a big change in business for not only Kevin, but VSQ and all the people under that. Yeah, we didn't know it at the time, though. At I was going to say. At the time, it was. Uh, I remember Kevin said he learned what a podcast was on the set of Catch and Release. Yes. The movie did with Jennifer Garner. Right. Which I. 2007, maybe? 2006, somewhere around there. He was on the set and one of the. One of the crew was like, "Hey, have you heard of this thing called a podcast?" Yeah. Like, what is that? And he learned. Uh, he learned about that, and then <laughs> I remember he recorded. I think we put the yeah we put the first one up uh, 2007. Yeah. And it wasn't even on like iTunes or anything. I think we put it on the movie poop shoot website, I believe, or right. one of uh, one of the entertainment websites we were running. Oh, interesting. That's like funny. The first two or three episodes went up on there, and then we. F- uh, I was like, "Hey, you should put this up on iTunes." Like, yeah. That's where everything's listed yeah um yeah so we um yeah back then uh, for any of you geeks out there like you had to hand code the rss feed, yeah and if i can't you missed, imagine if you missed a like an apostrophe or a comma or something <laughs> it would screw it all th- up it sucked yeah but oh, we I figured it th- out yeah i guess one of the things i should ask about too during this transition is like you come in in that original uh, you know the original proposed jersey trilogy phase kind of yep. you're, you're during that point in time but you know after jane Silent bob strike back at that point in time and a little bit afterwards, things are really exploding in different directions where Kevin starts doing comic books yep. and he's doing these events. And I'm sure that the, uh, what's it called? The uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith DVD yep, those is were starting in, to blow up. Um, which is what is a kind of a precursor to the podcast, I'm yeah, sure, Clerks a little bit. Yeah, uh, film that released 2006. Yeah. So it's, uh, so it's kind of getting bigger than just movies at this point yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, really yeah, expanding. I think, um, he had been blogging. I set up a blog for him, and That's then right. I, he um uh, they transcribed the they didn't have to transcribe. They copy and pasted his yeah, stuff exactly. from the blog. Yeah. Turned into a New York Times bestselling book yes. called Sound Bob yeah. Speaks." Yes, yeah, yeah, it was Speaks. crazy. I was like, "What a smart guy, man!" So, he so that, his content. So your your responsibilities are probably expanding a lot with there, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, basically anything. Well, I, 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 anything digital ran through me. Yes, anything right. Digital so blogs. Uh, right. Online websites, yeah. Um, you know, I, um, if it's computer, bro- if he couldn't get his email, I had to fix that, like stuff like that. Were, were you like tasked with like, hey, we want to do this, figure out how to do it? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, every time, <laughs> yeah, every time, like, hey, we want to throw a online film festival, which yeah, will culminate in a live awards ceremony in L.A. Yes, um, for like three hundred people. I'm yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
and they like figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. I'm like, all right. That's great though. All I mean, right. I think all that kind of stuff, the creative work of figuring out how to do things is like awesome to to prepare anybody just for like life. Yeah. And I think that those people who do stuff like that, especially when they're, you know, in their twenties, early thirties, whatever are better off for life for right. being like I've, I've been put in a lot of positions where I don't know how to do a thing <laughs> yeah, and it I out. have to figure it out figure it out because then you become more comfortable with that right you know what I mean yeah, you, not when, while you're doing it that first time you're yeah like, oh, shit. Like, how do yeah, I? exactly you're shitting your pants the right, first couple right. times but then you're like now this is par for the course we're just gonna figure it out yeah, yeah which is cool I think that's fun all right so everything's expanding and then yes yeah, modcast starts and you guys get it on iTunes yeah, and pretty and it, quickly, I it mean, blows it, up, yeah. it's, it's huge. It's one of the biggest podcasts, I'm sure. Yeah. And there was such a smaller world of podcasts at that time. I remember I listened to like one of the first ones. And I didn't even understand what it was. Like I, I had to <laughs> download it to, I had one of the, you know, the iPods that had like the, you know, the screen that was just gray and black. Right, with right. The with the little, the little click wheel, click the physical wheel. click wheel. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And I, you know, I really enjoyed it and I started listening then, but like. Man, it, so that kind of inspires everybody else to do podcasts. Oh, yeah. Tell them Steve Dave is, you know, I think the second podcast on, on the podcast. network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did the network idea come about? That yeah, that was all Kevin. I think um, once he got Tell Him Steve Dave, and then uh, um, Kevin's friend friend Malcolm started yes. one too. Malcolm Ingram, and he was like, "Well, that's three shows. That's a network." Yeah, and I remember, yeah, I had to change the website to like the Smodcast Podcast Network. We're like, we have multiple shows, yes, or three, but yes, and you know, uh, I remember, I think it was like Smodcast comes out every like Monday, like Tom C. David come out every Friday. I think yeah. it was it was all set to this weird schedule that he had set up. I think Malcolm's came out every t- Thursday, and I think he wanted a show like for each day of the week eventually. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm like, all right, this is this this is cool, and uh, yeah, I think the I um. That I think Tom Steve Dave kind of happened because Kevin wanted to podcast whenever he was out east. So I remember mm-hmm. Scott Moser sends me a list of all the gear he wanted me to buy at Guitar Center, mm-hmm. and I, and I was like, "What's all this for?" He's like, "I want a podcast out there," and he, he was like, uh, "Get the stuff and figure out how to use it." And like I'd never really touched a mixing board before. <laughs> Cause I didn't. I'm like, what do we do? What do are we doing this now? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I thought <laughs> you were making movies. I thought exactly. Like, Sound Bob. What about that? But I was like, okay, this you know, this podcasting is cool. But I I never touched a board before. I never really. I never messed with microphones. But yeah. I'm like, how how hard could this be? Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, you know, don't touch these knobs. Touch these knobs. These make your your voice go up and down. Yeah. And then. Um, hook it up in the, to this thing, and that will record it. And I was like, okay. So I figured all that out. Um, so I figured it out for him, and then he was like, hey, do it for – can you do it for Brian and Walt? Uh, they want to start a pod too. So Yeah. Um, and right away, you're kind of a big part of Tell Him Steve Dave, like pretty quick. Yeah, I think you hear me <laughs> like the first time I introduced them. I think – I want to say episode seven or something, and then episode eight I was the first time I think they called me down to yell at me for something. <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly. So <laughs> this is one of the things and it, I it really snowballed from there. there. Well, this is so funny because this eventually rolls into comic book men and everything. Yeah. But like, so your relationship with Walt and Brian, who are now beginning to host a show yeah. that's just about whatever the hell they want right. all the time. Like, were you just around them often because you're in the store back and forth and stuff? Yeah. Like yeah. That? I would go. Um, yeah. It's our offices were separate from the store. So I would go. Yeah. I would go down at least once a day to bug those guys or just hang out or yeah. read comic books. And yeah. then I would see Brian Johnson every so often. Yeah. Right. But I, I'm trying to remember why why he would even be down there. He really you know, was pre-podcast. So there was no reason for him to be down there. Yeah. I know. I think. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I think uh, I think he would just come down. He would just come down to screw around yeah. and just uh, just talk, have someone to talk to because I think. If um, 
if I'm not, he had a weird period. He owned a house. I think he owned, actually, he was a homeowner. He bought a house, like, when I moved out here. And I, and, and and then he sold it, and he moved to Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he, yeah, was, he told me about that. Yeah, and he was like, oh, I remember I remember he was about to leave. I remember Mike going, like, so how long are you, gonna, how long are you going to Vegas for? And Brian's like, I don't know if I'm ever coming back. <laughs> and he turned around and he left and we were and we were kind of like he'll be back yeah yeah and yeah that's exactly what happened he was there for two months and he was yeah. like it's too hot out here yeah <laughs> he had his motorcycle and i was like this sucks and and they didn't really it, yeah it was it was miserable from what i heard so he came back and i think he was living that started the living in my parents basement era yes up until like very recently <laughs> yes um, um but yeah he yeah they would they'd just be floating around so i know i would see mike and walt at least once a day though yeah and so you're kind of like like they start the podcast and you're like, okay, whatever. Like, are you are you kind of like, this is a little strange because Kevin is like, you know, he's been like a basically a celebrity yeah. for a long time at that point in time. Yeah. And by 2010, you right. know, um, and you're, but then it's like, well, Walt and Brian now have a podcast yeah. and you see the numbers coming in. Yeah, they're and they're yeah. huge. Well, I remember. Well, one, I didn't think it would last. No way. The Brian Joss has never. <laughs> finished or really continued anything in right. much in his life mm -hmm. and then you combine that with walt who i remember looking at him in the first few episodes like this dude clearly doesn't want to be here yeah like, he's miserable <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but it was the the whole thing where uh you know it's the, it's the the classic well kevin's making us do it or kevin told it asked us to do it yes. so we do it and right and um you know it Usually magic happens after that. Yeah. So so well. So you're kind of seeing this. Are you kind of like astounded though with this this response? Yeah. I remember. I think on. the first episode, like the first day, got like seven or eight thousand downloads, and they're like, "Is that good?" I'm like, "That's yeah. That's, yeah. You. That's yeah. really good. I, I know. You know. You got. You're telling. You know. Tell Steve, Dave, and fanboy, but like nobody knows you as podcasters. Yeah. They'd heard maybe heard some of the ones on Smodcast, but right. for the first episode. With you got minimal like to no marketing. I think yeah. Kevin maybe put out a tweet. Yeah, like seven to eight thousand on day one is pretty damn good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it yeah it snowballed from there. And so you were kind of like watching these numbers, and then they're yeah. bringing you in, and they're kind of like you know they're bringing you into the show. Right, it's <laughs> kind of like yeah, like a little bit of a whipping boy at right. first. A little bit, yeah. And but then that, it, so it, but that was your real relationship, just oh yeah, recording, yeah, right? Before, yeah, yeah. I mean, recorders <laughs> are not mics are not. Yeah, they're busting my balls for everything. I know. The Walt Goes Postal episode of Tell Him Steve Dave is like so, one of my favorites. Was it 33 and a third, I think, or is that what they called it? Yeah, that was crazy. That I remember, was, I, remember I was working because I had, I had another office and uh, I think it was Walt. He's like, hey, man, can you come down here for a second? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I came down and him and Brian were there. The recorders were set up and I'm like, what's going on? They're like, sit down. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I remember Brian hit the recorder and yeah, the, he and he starts laying into me. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, he's going, he's going nuts. And I think he saw. I think near the end of the episode, he saw. Like I was still stunned. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I remember. I think near the end of the episode, he looked over at me. He was like, he was like, I, I'm. He kind of gave me looks like I'm kind of fucking around, but not yeah, really, yeah. but sort of. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. exaggerating a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, but I remember. Yeah, he. He, I think, yeah, he, he told me the the woman at the post office flipped out on him, and insulted him. Yes, but she, um, but I was like, that was her demeanor because I was there all the time mailing out because I was doing all like Kevin's eBay shit too. Yes, so, yeah. So um, so I was real. I was extremely nice to her because I was there <laughs> daily with like weird packages. Yes, and I didn't want them to screw it up. So I was right. like, okay, these they're they're. 
after the pa- I give them the package. After I give Susan the package, like it's out of my hands. But if it gets lost or damaged, like it's it comes back to me. So yeah, you know, right. I want to treat these people as nice as I can, because she would like pull me out of line and stuff. And, yeah, you know, she'd give me special privileges. So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so when he's like, yourself after yeah, all yeah. yeah. When, so when he was like, yeah, the woman at the post office was insulting him. I'm like, Susan. <laughs> Was it Susan? He was like, he, yeah, oh yeah. He was like, God. say fuck Susan. Like, I, I, I will. I'll say it so you stop yelling at me. But I don't want to say it because I'm like, she that really. Was, that's one of. I don't know why that's one of the most compelling episodes. Yeah. But here you be it's, like, that's genuine fuck, him fuck though. Susan, and you yeah. don't want to say it. At no, all. I don't. Just, I don't because I don't. Because yeah. Because so if it got hilarious. back to her, like there went the mail, the uh. post office privileges, and I was there, like lots of packages. I was selling. <sighs> I mean, just real quick, Kevin. Bought every like Batman Warner Brothers piece from the, when the Warner Brothers store was around. Oh yeah, and, and when he got married, I think Jen was like, "What? What are you gonna do with all these?" Yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna put them up on the wall." She's like, "No, you're not." Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. And he's like, "All right." So he <laughs> we I, he had me sell every piece he had, and that required me going to the post office. These big yeah, like huge. Alex Ross pieces, yeah, invaluable now. But and and making sure they got to their destination. So. So uh, just for anybody wondering why I was I was so hesitant, <laughs> it was yeah yeah. And as you know, even now you know the post it's a mob. It's yeah, basically the mob. Yeah. So if you're nice and they and uh, you know if if uh, you know you'll, you'll get special treatment. Oh if not, God. you get screwed. That's so it's so funny. But what's funny about that is is uh, tell them Steve Dave. You know, tell them Steve Dave is just fucking bizarre. Like I was saying this to Walt it's and Brian so during their interviews too. I'm like. It doesn't really like from a standpoint of like if you planned it out ahead nope, of time. Couldn't. If you were like, "Here's what we're gonna do," nope. people would be like, "Who would be interested yeah, in this?" Yeah, yeah. What, you know. And Brian, you know, Walt is so different than Brian. He always challenges Brian everything yep. he says. Quinn is kind of the middleman yep. who kind of calls out the logic flaws on both sides of sure. it. Well, he's all, not immune either, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all that early stuff, especially before Tell Him Steve Dave was like huge. Before before they had a huge fan base that was continual. Um, it really felt a lot more like they felt like no one was uh, watching them yeah, and they were just doing whatever the fuck they want all that, the time. That's why it works. Yeah. That's why it works. And so bringing you in to, to, <laughs> to, to yell at you about something or any of that weird stuff in the beginning, it's because you become part of that crew that's all the people that do the Tell Them Steve Dave games. Yep, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. All that stuff. Pod Olympics. Yeah. And, Bicentennial battle with the battle raps. Yeah. Oh my god. I, uh, I I love it. You know, if you've ever gone to the store, you see Walt. He's just in the back drawing or something. He'll barely yeah. look up at you. Doesn't really <laughs> say anything. If you're a fan, he'll 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 light up a little bit. And yeah. He might even give you something. Yeah. But I knew him as a guy who liked comics. He liked hockey. He liked his family. And yeah. He would wear a path between home and the store, and that's it. Never. <laughs> Wandered off from that. So, to, <laughs> well, so yeah. So that's what I wanted to wonder is like before Tell Him Steve Dave started when you first moved here. Yeah. Like, did you were you and Wally becoming friends basically? Um, I mean, there were a couple of incidents where it <laughs> probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, I remember in the <laughs> when you put the uh, cameras. Yeah, in the very early, I was experimenting with like live <laughs> internet cameras, yeah, and right. um, I had some gear laying around. I remember Kevin wasn't here, so he was kind of like, "Hey, if there's a way I could ever like see the store from where I'm at, that'd be kind of cool." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, that would be cool." And th- we didn't. There were no like nest cameras yes yeah back then there wasn't anything there wasn't right. there was you know there was no zoom there wasn't any real like streaming internet video mm-hmm. technology um uh, but i figured it out i found these like cheap cameras online yeah um 
and I and we had an old computer laying around, so I, I had set it up uh, right over the door so you could see the whole store. And yeah. kind of like, oh, this is cool. I can just tune in. Um, yeah. Whenever I want, uh, he was like, "Is there any way to hear what's going on?" I'm like, "Oh man, that that that's a whole nother piece of technology." Yeah. Um, but I uh, one day I was like, "Hey, I think I figured it out." So I hooked up a little microphone in there too, and uh, unbeknownst to them, like we could hear everything too. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think one day he found he found the microphone it. like it was a bug or something. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't obvious, and I didn't and I, I I didn't like why would I? I guess I should have told them. I, I was like. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah, say anything. So. Yeah, it's more fun that way. Yeah, and I yeah. remember he saw that he found the microphone. He was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, he thought he was being spied on, which <laughs> yeah. in a way he was, but not really. Like yeah. the whole world couldn't see it. I could see it, and yeah. Kevin would maybe tune in occasionally. Yeah, right. but I think he was mad at me for like two years after that. <laughs> really, he was pretty cold to me after <laughs> two, that. Two years. He holds. Yeah, that dude can hold a grudge for a long time. Uh, and the only thing that brought me back was um, he was looking. For there's a whole um, NFL films. If you ever yeah. watch those NFL films documentaries, yeah. they have really good. They have a really good score to them, like yeah. the soundtrack, um, yeah. really symphonic. Yeah, and um, he was like, "Hey, they just put out a box set of all the Autumn Thunder NFL films music." Yeah, but it's like two hundred dollars. I'm like, "Oh, you don't, you ain't gonna need to pay that." He's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "I'll find them and I'll burn them on a CD for you." He's like, you can do that? Yeah. Like, give me a day. So I found them. I burned them on there. He was like, holy crap. He was so happy that, like, I was I was back in. Oh, was, that's was, so... That yeah, it saved our friendship. The idea the that NFL he, films. he's mad at you for two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, he was mad for a long time. I didn't even know it, though. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know he was mad. You it, can't tell. It's tough. I, yeah. You can't tell. It's, it's, I've been you know, with, yeah. I've been working with Tom Cedar for four years. And the amount of times that I think Walt might yeah. be mad at me yeah. is pretty often, yeah. very often. But then I remember, I'm like, nah, he's you know he's got a lot going on. It's not he's, cr- he's cranky. Yeah, yeah, he's you know he has he has a lot going on. So you never know. He doesn't have that much going on. Really. <laughs> he doesn't have that much going on. I think some days I was like, is, is is Walt pissed off at me? He's like, no, the devil's lost last night. That's what I think. It yeah, is. That's all exactly that is like is. stupid bullshit well, like that. But. You know, with the Patreon, I know the Patreon is really added up to a lot of work sure. for Walt. So he's working sure. on it all the time. So sometimes when I'm when I'm around, and he's like, like I'll walk into the store and I haven't seen him in months. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, and he goes, hey, and he just walks yep. away yep. completely. Yep. You know. And yep. I'm like, I'm like, ah, who knows if something else right, happened today right. that pissed him off about something? He doesn't feel like dealing with people. You know what I mean? <laughs> probably get him, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh man! All right, so so you become involved in Tell Him Steve, David. Yeah. This is interesting point in time because, for the first time, I mean, you're not an intentional performer per se, right. but you know that you're being recorded, right? And you're part of some kind of show that's getting out to a ton yeah. of people. But it's not like I can say no and not do it. Did you? So. Well, did you want to do it? I it looked like they were having fun. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. Bet it was all it was, fun. Yeah, Everyone's we're laughing. Just, I mean, yeah, we were just talking. So I was like, all right, this 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 could be this is this is it was fun. Yeah, of course. Fun. Even when I was getting yelled at, it was fun. Even yeah. when I was getting made fun of. Oh, dude, of course, of course, it, it, it was fun. It's like part. It's like being part of a show. It's like being you know the bad guy in a show or sure. whatever. Or being and then the no matter what I said to try to defend myself, they would turn it around on me and make it <laughs> make whatever I, they were accusing me of seem even worse. Oh my god, so funny. But yeah, it was it was fun though. Oh, I I I, I started listening to. Steve Dave probably in 2012. Yeah. So I I, I started like listening to the back catalog then and I was like, oh man, I loved all the relationships are so funny. Oh, it was so great. Those all the early stuff was so funny in, in building the groundwork yeah, for what the good. show would become. It's really it's so good. good. Um but yeah, it definitely seemed like it was just you guys were everyone was that was part of it was just being pulled in. And it really felt like everyone was just like hanging out at the store and having these conversations, and it yeah. was just 
just them being themselves. Yeah, I think above that, it was like, well, these guys are like actually doing something. Yeah, you know, like true. for public consumption. You're right. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, well, the, a lot of people are getting to see what I see, like the yes. torture that I would get. <laughs> like now, everyone can yeah. see it. Yeah, right. But yeah, you know, everyone could see how weird Walt is. Everyone could see how angry and just and misguided Brian is. <laughs> and then everyone see, you know, uh, you know, Kieran been in the family for a long time, so yeah, right. Everyone got to see his uh, his personality as well. Yeah. So so eventually. You know, the, the the legend goes, AMC was doing Walking Dead. Yep. And from what I know, they wanted to do more programming that would fit into the people that would watch that. Right. Yep. But they wanted to make cheap programming. So yep. they said, let's do a reality show. <laughs> yeah. And they said, let's do it in a comic book store. Right. And uh, Kevin said, oh, yeah, you, you can film it in our store. Yeah. And they said, we're going to look for people who could do yep. this. Yeah. And they said to Kevin, who works in the store? And Kevin's like, oh, well, here's tell him Steve David. And he sent him an episode. Yeah. And they said, well, this is the show. Yeah, yeah, this, these guys could work, yeah. And I asked Walt about that. And he's like, well, he's like, that's the legend. He's like, but what episode of Tell Him Steve David could they possibly have listened to? Could have been any of them. I know. Could have like, been any of them. That's what I said. I think it's more about the the liveliness between right. you guys. Right. You know we what I mean? just wanted to see we had personalities that we, exactly. uh, we could tell a joke. We could take a joke. Yes. <laughs> we could, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that we all had, you know, maybe roles even that, you yeah. know, we, that just we had personality. You need personality to be, to be, to last on TV. Exactly. Like. Exactly. So that happens. Here's a question that has kind of been rattling in my brain okay. since I started doing this. It's like Walt works in the store. Yes. Mike works in the right. store. Brian is kind of like, you know, the head of Tell Him Steve Dave right. at that point in time. Yeah. And he's kind of the guy that busts everybody's right. balls. Why are you pulled in as a person who works in the store? I uh, I was I mean I would be there on a daily basis yeah anyway so right. like I wasn't and I've never really been there full time yeah like the show uh, for the purpose of the show I'm there full time getting yelled at by Walt right and right stuff, right which, right which he would still do but yes um like every so often they would both leave like hey can you can you run the counter the register for okay. a little bit so um, you kind you kind of was learning were. all that stuff anyways because okay. I knew they would need me every so often and um. I see. There, um, there's one episode called Ming in Charge where they both fake call out sick. And yeah. I have to run the store. No, Halloran comes in and helps me out. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's a great episode. Like, did that really happen? Like, no, of course yeah, not. Of course. But for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was based on one day when they both got sick. Yes. And they're like, hey, can you have to run the store? And that really um, happened? Yeah, that really happened. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know so you were kind of enough, this- but yeah. I was like, wow, this is, you know, it's it's... It's it's still daunting to yes. run Kevin's store for a day. So so you still were in the store helping out and working and stuff like that because to me I was like oh well I th- always thought of Ming as like the web guy. Yeah, but and I then- did I did everything man. Okay, I all did right. Everything like if I had to go you know if I had to drive like Kevin to the airport or whatever or yeah drive a package to or I you know what pick up a package. I know like, I've heard some stories oh, yeah, over yeah, the pick, years. Yeah, if I had to like pick up weed <laughs> like that's yeah that's not I'm like yeah listen it's not these are this is you know you're. I had no job description. Job yes. description was to do whatever the hell they 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 was what was needed. Yes, and um, yeah, it was kind of it 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 was a weird thing because like you can't ask like if you ask Walt to go pick up weed for Kevin, he's not going to do it. Yes, if you ask right. Mike to do it, he's not going to do it. You ask me, he's like, oh yeah, what time do you need it by? <laughs> like I don't hesitate <laughs> yeah. because I know that's like that's how I am. You just got to do it. Yeah, that's how you I just got to do too. it. Like style, you can't. Yeah, but they know they know not to ask Walt because he's not he's, he's yeah. going to say no, and no one else will do it. Yeah, so I'm not, I was that one guy. Yeah, 
who would do everything. And I think they reflect on the show as well, which is completely true. Like, yes. Hey, go, you know, run to a sidewalk sale. Like, dude, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, so I was there. So I would be there. there and they would, ha- yeah, if, if they needed something, I would, I, I would do it. But I, 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 I'd hang out there quite often. So Yeah, right. That makes sense. So what happens is someone come to you and say like, hey, like we're thinking about the show or does Kevin oh, no, just say it was like, Kevin, hey. I remember, um, <laughs> uh, well, I get, geez, I'll just tell this whole story. Uh, one, one day, um. When uh, Red State came out, mm-hmm. um, they were shopping around to distributors. They were trying to get, I think they were trying to get distribution. Yeah, and they're trying to get some money for it. And uh, I remember one one uh, Friday afternoon, I'm re- I'm you know wrapping stuff up. I'm getting ready to just kind of chill out for the weekend. And he he messages me. He's like, "Hey man, what are you doing this weekend?" I'm like, "I don't know. What am I doing this weekend?" <laughs> He's like, "Hey, all right, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna over." Overnight, you a DVD of Red State. It's the only copy we have. Just finished the movie. Just put $4 million into it or whatever the budget was. This is the only copy. I need you to take it, drive it up to a movie reviewer up in Maine, a very influential movie critic. Um, I think she was with Time Magazine. Mm-hmm. And um, like she was so good that she was like, I, I, I'm not leaving Maine um, you know, like that. And if you want me to watch it, you have to get it up to me somehow. Yeah. And, uh, so I want you to drive it up to Maine, go to her house, watch it with her, make sure she doesn't bootleg it, then take it back from her and then drive it back to Jersey and then destroy it. <laughs> I'm like, what? And every time I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you, you know, you heard me. And then, oh, on top of that, like, do not let it leave your site. It's the only copy we have. There's a $4 million investment. You cannot... <laughs> If you go to the bathroom, take it with you. If you go yeah. to a restaurant, take it with you. Because of, of piracy. Yeah. He yeah. was deathly afraid. Him and all the producers were deathly afraid that it would fall in the wrong hands. Yeah, right. And get bootlegged. Yes. And then all of a sudden you see the New York City subway, someone selling Red State or whatever. Yeah, right. It goes on the Chinese market. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I was like, have you seen me? Like, <laughs> I, like you should have been afraid of this. That they looked at, but they knew. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fine. I, I rented a car. Next day the DVD comes just plain DVD with, with Sharpie on it. But that was, it was, it was the football. It was the nuclear yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, I rented a car and I, and I drove it up to her, to her place in Maine. Like, well, when I got to my hotel, I locked in the safe, like everything. I took a ex- lot of precautions with it. Um, went to her house, watched it with her, like really nice lady. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her name was Mary Poles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Super nice. She, she, she bought donuts for me. Oh man. Yeah. Like all this stuff. It was, it was, it was, it was cool. And I remember they were like, Afterwards, just take the DVD. Like, don't talk to her. Yeah. Like, don't sway her influence. Or I don't. They really. They were really like, don't talk to her. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> and of course, afterwards, it, she 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 was like, hey, have you seen this before? I was like, no, man, no, I I I, I mean, I, I, you know, I was like, she's addressing me. I was like, yeah, you didn't know what to she's do. Like, well, what do you think? I was like, wow, that was that was really good. I was like, I can't believe Kevin made that. And you know, we, we talked all about, it, and she was really impressed by it. Yeah, so. yeah that's good. I remember that. That's so funny. Um, so I, uh, so I drive to Brunswick, Maine, eight hour drive. Yep. Uh, into a state I'd never been to before. Yep. Uh, and then I drove it back and the day, and I remember I had it, I was about to go destroy it. And Walt was like, what is that? I was like, oh, that's, that's red state. Uh, it's, it, Kevin, I had to drive it up to a movie reviewer. I told him the whole story. He's like, he's like, oh man, I'd really love to see that. I'm like, uh, I, <laughs> this is not in my parameters. He's like, can I, and then he was like, can I borrow it? I'm like, no. He's like, why? Why didn't, what are you talking about? I was like, Kevin said not to let it leave my set. I can't, I'm sorry, but I can't let you borrow it. And I think that became an episode, right? Yeah. Where they busted my yeah. balls. Like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah. your friend, you don't trust me? And I'm like, 
listen, like if I let you borrow, you took it home and fell in the wrong hands, like I would have been toast. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hands. so. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. 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 So yeah I hear you. rather I, than go through all that, I'm like, listen, you'll see it eventually. But uh, today I have to say no. And you got all mad at You got all mad at me. <laughs> yeah. You got all mad at me. Another two years. Yeah. <laughs> you got all pissed off at me. I was like, all right. Yeah. That's, that was, uh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's the background behind that story. But, yes. um, how did we start this? We were talking about how you got found out about comic book man. You were going to oh, be on the show. Oh, so I was at, um, uh, before I destroy, I, had to, I also had to go to New York and and um, I can't. It was like a Miramax or a Weinstein uh, Corporation office. Mm-hmm. Screen it there. Also make sure it didn't get bootlegged. And I think it was while I was there, I got a text. He's like, "Hey, I got a text from Kevin. He's yeah. like, hey, this is gonna sound really weird, but um, they're thinking about shooting a reality TV show at the stash. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Like a great backdrop. Uh, that's that's. That sounds that sounds like it would be really cool. It's like no, 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 you don't, you don't get. It. They want you on it. They want Walt on it. They want Brian on it. I think they even want Mike on it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. he's like, this is real. Yeah, like, this is. I think this is really going to happen. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah, I'm like, I don't. Why on earth would they want the four of us? <laughs> We're not actors. Yeah, and yeah. None of us want to be on reality tv right and what would the show be about a bunch of idiots sitting around a comic book shop like bullshitting with each other which is what it, would, it became yeah, i was gonna say that's pretty but i'm like yeah. oh, <laughs> all right that's that's awesome that's cool yeah so i remember course. i went back and i was like hey Walt, what's that? did you get a text from kevin a reality tv show what the hell he's like oh yeah that's, that's, that'll never happen yeah I'm like, okay <laughs> fair enough fair enough you know things happen things don't ha- and then then things don't happen yeah all, all good but yeah, then right. that snowballed too it's like hey they're sending a crew down. They're gonna shoot a pilot episode. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be auditions for people. Yeah. Um. It's gonna last three days, and I'm like, what? So the show, huh? Like this could happen. He's like, I, I, yeah, I told you it was gonna happen. Damn. And I'm like, Walt, what do you think? He's like, oh, it's still, it's never, it's not gonna, never gonna happen. Like he's still convinced <laughs> that there's no way. Um. Uh, but yeah, we we shot this uh, like a pilot episode, which you can see on YouTube. Uh, yeah, the search, secret stash, secret stash, uh, like pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Um. It's 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 up there, and that one. If you watch that uh, structure, pretty much the same as comic book Ben. Yeah, loosely. Um, yeah. But if you watch it, uh, they for the purposes of shooting very quickly, and they you know we didn't they didn't even know what direction it was going to go in. A lot of they had lines for us. Yes. And there's one line if you watch Walt, he's like you know I'm the boss, and I expect out uh, I expect a lot out of my guys because I expect a lot out of myself. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> weird because he would never fucking say that. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. no way, you would never say that. You could tell like that yeah. was a scripted line, but um, yeah, that's funny. but you could see the skeleton of comic book. Absolutely, man, yeah. Which was uh, yeah, which was great. I think there's one scene like Rob Bruce just going on and on. There's a time lapse. They do a time lapse. It's fucking funny. It's my yeah. favorite part of the pilot. Yeah, that's really. And I was funny. like, this is. The, I was like, this is great. Yes. Um, I think the YouTube one. Uh, yeah, they're like, oh, by the way, we want to try to. I think we're gonna get a girl to come in with you guys. Right. And I was like, "Oh, that's uh, that's cool." Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just your show. So, uh, but the other guys were like, "What the hell? Like, you can't you can't just shove a girl in here and yeah. expect magic to happen." I'm like, yeah. But I'm always the guy. Like, hey, let's. Yeah. I just counted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, cool, yeah. and I get why they were trying to do it. It's like, listen, you guys are four old men yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are all over thirty-five. Yeah. Like, and we, you know, we obviously want a younger demographic. So, yeah. you know, to. To maybe have someone that could relate to that, you know, yeah. we'll throw a younger, and you guys are all dudes, so let's throw a female, you know, we'll make sure right. she knows her shit. It's yeah. It's just going to be um, anyone off the street. I thought she was good. Yeah. Um, You know, would she have worked? Who, you know, I would have, if she could have taken all their jokes, but I, know. I think, I don't think Brian would have had a problem. I think Walt would have had a lot of problems. 
yeah. making fun of her because he yeah making fun of her yes yeah yeah right he didn't know her and yeah. if you read about the uh like yeah it, it took like nine months before kevin and walt would talk to each other so yeah yeah like they didn't even talk to each other for nine months when they worked together what do you mean oh uh, yeah at the recreation at the re- center, yeah the yeah, rec center before met, batman yeah. yes yes yeah, i think walt would have a hard time being yeah. walt around yes. uh, you know a strange woman i agree um, so and then there was some kind of contract dispute and she was already kind of going to Oh talk to yeah, we didn't else. know about that but yeah, she yeah. Uh, she ended up on another uh one-off reality show based That's on right. the world of comic books but yes, um, right. We're kind of Yeah, I thought through. she was great though. I thought she she yeah. uh, I thought she was yeah, I, I had no I no problems or anything with her. I think. Yeah. He talked to Brian. He was like, "What the hell? They're trying to force a girl in here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, calm down, calm down. And you know, as it happened, it did. they're like, you know, we, you know, she was good, but you know, you guys are fine. So, what, what, how did you feel going on to like shoot the first day where you're like, okay, I guess I'm gonna be myself. I, sort I remember of, when like, they're like, hey, they're gonna do the show. I remember um, so the pilot. Like, I thought it was, I, I didn't feel very confident in what I was because I thought I was like, I'm not an actor, right? So I felt a little pressure, like, all right, right, do I have to be funny all the time? Like, what's the, what's the, you know, what are they trying to go for here? But, and whatever they want, I probably can't deliver. I haven't had training. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not an actor. So yeah. I remember the pilot, you know, I was like, yeah, I, I guess, you get, I guess that went all right. And then I, re- I remember those, like, if they were to make the show, like, what if, uh, like, do they really need me? Yeah. Like, and Maul was like, oh, yeah, they need you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I they need so. you. I'm like, what? Like, why? I remember I had doubts. I was like, why do they need me? He's like, you're the guy. You're the put-upon guy. Like, you're the guy who's going to, you know, we're going to bust on like we, like we do. But yeah, yeah. We, they, like, he was like, they need that element on the show. I'm like, really? Yeah. Yeah, and as it turns out, he was right. But I remember I had a lot of doubts, though. It's I had a lot inter- of doubts. It's, it's- I, was, I, I, I was like, I, I was like, wow, wait, um, you know, at any time, I guess he'd be like, "Well, we don't need you anymore." And I was like, "Okay, well, that stinks." But um, it's interesting because I remember I had doubts, though. Yeah. Before this, it's like you weren't really like you were. You were doing, you know, you did the websites yep. and stuff like that, but you didn't really do anything performative before, no, like not the podcast, nope. or especially before Comic Book Man. Yeah. No, I was fine. I was fine. I was fine sitting behind a computer in a yeah. dark room. Yeah. Like, from here until the the end of my days, I would have been fine with that. Do you feel like the Tell Him Steve Dave early stuff was a good kind of like boot camp a little bit? I think for yeah. Like, I, eventually, yeah. Because because you, you had to get used to yep, talking yep. like confidently and coming back and being part of a conversation or whatever. I mean, I remember, like I was saying, all those early Tell Him Steve Dave episodes. Eventually. Like the rap battle stuff and all the pot Olympic stuff, and I'm not gonna say it got heated, but it got kind of like people were like competitive guy, in a oh fun yeah. way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, Walt definitely fostered that too. Yeah, he yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he's good at he's good at fostering that competitiveness. That oh yeah, that um yeah. Every time it's uh if you hear me and Mike like we want to win, <laughs> yeah, but we can't. <laughs> it's because it's always stacked against us, yeah. and we know that going in. But still, I'm trying to win. Yes, he's trying to yes. win. We get mad when we don't win, <laughs> but we know we can't win though. Yeah, it's so I weird. Know. I know it's so weird, but it's just like we're. we're I'm not gonna not try then. Well, I so. even I even think about like the early like Christmas special stuff and like all the stuff that were where there was like stories because there was a story about you. Yeah. And uh, the I just listened to Dollar Shave the other day for the yeah. fir- for the first time in a while, the Audible book, and. Uh, yeah, so that that's probably a good little for some of that stuff that came before Comic Book Man. That's a good precursor to at least being like, I gotta hang with these people. Yeah, I gotta I gotta kind of be entertaining in some way. Yeah, and I think Kevin said uh, like podcasting was like the best unintentional training for reality TV ever. That's that's what I think. Yeah, because yeah, uh, we learned you know not to step on each other's lines mm-hmm. to yeah just the, the flow of conversation like all that stuff. So yes, yeah, yeah right. So that's interesting. So Comic Book Man. 
starts and you but know yeah the, the i think the first two days i was really i was nervous yeah and, uh you know i was like oh, and it's literally yeah, no. people are like oh is this show scripted like absolutely not no yeah where you know some of the situations set up yes you're right you know, did did you know, Lieutenant O'Hara and Nichelle Nichols just happened to be in Red Bank <laughs> looking for Amigo figure. No, but <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. who at that point? Who cares? Like, right? O'Hara's in the store. Yes. Like, who cares how she got there? Hundred percent. At that point, does it matter that she wasn't? You know, that like she flew down. And, yeah. And, yeah. That no, that, it doesn't. Right. Really matter at that point, but yeah. you know what does matter was you know once the cameras were on, they're like, okay, go. There was no script, so right. as such, you still have to hold the conversation. We we. You know, they would make fun of me or I would, you know, we would talk about an item. We would, and uh, usually it was Brian Johnson's job to kind of have an end. We called it a button. Yes. Like some kind of last quip at the end. And that's where we would kind of, that's that's where we would cut out on. Yeah. And so that was like his, you know, it, it, we all we all kind of had a job to do. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, we still had to be funny, but there was no, there were, there were no lines written for us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was it was all us and some some really good editing for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I, the show looks awesome. I mean, you know, I shoot in the stash all the time now. Yep. And I kind of you know, I have to figure out how to light everything and how to do everything. And I you know I watched Comic Book Men for years before that. And yeah, I mean I know that you guys installed lights and everything, and the show just like looks great. I I love the way the look of the show and I love the feel of the show. Yeah. And so. But here's what's interesting is during the shooting, you probably couldn't really foresee that. Like looking back, after, you know, after the first episode <laughs> yeah. here, maybe you're like, oh, wow, this looks great. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense. It flows well. But you guys probably shoot for two or three months and you really don't know what it's going to yeah, look we like. Had, yeah, we had no idea. You're shooting stuff out of order, yep. I'm sure, and yeah. just shooting stuff here and there. And you're like, I have no idea how they're yeah, going to put this no together. Yeah, we had no idea. So, yeah, seeing that first episode uh, That's cut a, together, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And it made sense, it right? really awesome. That's yeah. what I'm wondering. If you're like, oh, this this thing kind of came together in a way I didn't expect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. I was I was very I was very happy, for sure. And the ratings were great, episode yeah, one. Yeah, ratings were great. I think the first episode, yeah, we got over two million viewers. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, it came on after Walking Dead, but I, who cares? Yeah, 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 of course. Two million people got, and I didn't, it wasn't even me or, or uh, it wasn't even me. I was like, the world got to see Walt and Brian. Yes. That's the, that was my favorite part. Yeah. Like, the world got to see the antics. Yes. Of these two <laughs> freaking idiots that I've known for years <laughs> and that I love, I, that I love, I love, I, I love what they do. Yeah. I love, um, uh, you know, in this like kind of dark, especially now in this weird kind of dark world where, you know, all kinds of like fucked up shit, ha shit happens. Those two guys are usually will take that fucked up shit and turn around and make it funny. Yeah, because it's not happening to them. Exactly. Mainly, so it's great. It's, <laughs> it's great. Exactly. It's great. And that's uh yeah. And then while I didn't grow up with them, uh you know, and where I grew up in in the Midwest, it was very every every line out of me and my friends' mouths when I was growing up was all sarcasm. It was all yes. Sarcasm. So I yeah. felt I was, and we were all making fun of each other even out there. But when I moved out here, it got it got ramped up. Like ball busting is a sport here. Yes, yeah. On the East Coast, like ball busting is a way of life. Yes. And if you can't hang, then turn around and go back to you know San Francisco or whatever. Yes, so. right. <laughs> right. So, so the first season airs, and it's like, okay, will we get a season two? Like, yeah. you know, it did really well. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, if you want a snapshot of like how we felt about season one, I think it's still out there. Um, so uh, the premiere is February 12th, 2012, mm -hmm. after the mid-season premiere of Walking Dead. 
aired at 10 o'clock, I believe. Mm-hmm. We arranged to, we were into a premiere party next door at Surf Taco. Yes. Which, uh, you know, you've heard many about the bathroom, at least, I believe. Yeah. Right. But they were real nice. They're like, hey, we're thinking about throwing a party here. Like, what do you think? They're like, oh, man, yeah, we'll shut down the, the restaurant. Like, we'll, we'll have food out for you guys. Yeah. Um, beers. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah, you're a neighbor. It's like, do you see our sign in some of the shots? Like, so they threw this big party for us. It was cool. We invited all our friends. Um, I think at first, like, AMC was going to do one, and then they're like, eh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, nah, you guys are good. Just, you know, just watch it at home. And I'm yeah. like, we can't. You know, you know me. Like, yeah. I, this will not stand. We got to have, we got to celebrate in some way. Yes. So, I, yeah, I arranged this whole premiere party. And then yeah. Brian came, Mike came. I think, I can't remember, Walt may have stopped by for a little, I think he did. Yeah. I think Walt stopped by for a little bit. But I think the thing, like, after it ended, it was cool. But the one thing immediately after after the show ended, the premiere episode, we went next door and we podcasted. Oh. I think that episode is somewhere. Yeah, well, it, it might be on the Secret Stash I was feed. Gonna, I was going to say there was the, a, a companion podcast called The Secret yeah, Stash, yeah, yeah, yeah. That which aired. I tried to keep going. Yeah, uh, <laughs> made a valiant effort to yes. keep, to keep going. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think it might be on there, and you can hear how happy we're. How cute! I think Brent Quinn's on there. I think Sal may have, might be wow, on there. Wow! Yeah, yeah. We called Kevin. We patched him in from L.A. Wow! And when, uh, that, like, you can hear how happy we are. We were just it's a mix of like happiness. And like holy shit! Like we just had a t. We were on, on <laughs> we were on TV. Yeah, and, and I don't think we're getting canceled. So they'll see the other five episodes we shot. It was it was really cool. It was a cool moment. Yeah, that is really cool. And so you know, what do you think? Do you think okay, we're gonna do a season two? Are you surprised? I, I've. You know what? I I was cautiously optimistic as right. I am, and uh, I, you know what? You know who taught me that? Walt Flanagan. Yeah. If you're <laughs> be cautious. Yes. Like worst case, case scenario, anything you talk to Walt first. Yes. If you're gonna do, <laughs> yeah. do anything, and you might, you're like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Go talk to Walt. Yeah. Immediately. Yes. I'll come I up with that. So I didn't know. I didn't know how TV worked. I knew it was out of my hands, but I knew what we shot was pretty was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, Kevin was on it, so and the and um, people didn't flip off their TVs. Yeah, and I think the reviews were majority were positive. Yeah, so but we didn't know, and I don't think we found out till I think it aired in February. I think the last six episodes would have stopped in April. So I think it was a, maybe a month later. It took a month before we got the message that Kevin was like, "Congratulations, you are uh, you guys are reality TV stars. Like it's a series. They're going. We're going to do season two. Yeah. It's like holy crap. When? It's like when we start shooting in July, um, a few months from now. I was like, oh man, this is cool. That's cool. So so at this point in time, are you kind of like, well, I got I got to make room for this in my life. Like I you know I do this all the web stuff and I yeah, do all the design stuff I, and like this is what I do too now. Yeah, but I think that was a combination. Of, like it was so much fun. Yeah. I was like, all right, this is cool. I yeah, mean, of we, course. We do this for at least another season and they're like hey it's going to be even more like we're doing i think we did 13 or 16 yeah season two one something like that they expanded it's like wow we get to do more yeah so uh, yeah this uh this will be fun yeah and then, yeah you know i had all the other stuff going on too and i was like well i'll just do that at night yeah it's not yeah. something where i wasn't used to it was that it was right. like the old days when i work a, a real a, a real job yeah yeah and go home <laughs> and i work on kevin's stuff so right. it was, uh, i was like all right like so i don't sleep big deal i'll figure it out yeah 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 Yeah, exactly and um yeah that that definitely paid off later on so, yeah, yeah yeah and i'm wondering too like when does it branch off so you kind of start your own podcasts is it a little um, bit after that? i saw comics start started right before comic book bent 2011. Right then? Okay. When, um, when, uh, like, Tom, Steve, Dave, and uh, uh, when the Smodcast became a network. Right. I remember um, 
Kevin was doing a daily morning show at that point too. He had an internet radio yes, station called right. Sir. Yes, Smartcast that's right. Internet radio. Him yes. and Jen would go for two hours in the morning. Then him and Jay would go for two hours, and they did this Monday through Friday. I was like, wow, man, that's a grueling schedule. Yes. But we made it all work. Uh, yeah, I helped and engineered some of that as well. It was very new, like streaming. Right, yeah. Radio. Right. Um, you know, there was no Facebook Live. None of this. Right. None of this. Uh, no, yeah, none of this stuff. So it was pretty, um, it was It was a lot. But I was yeah. like, all right, well, this guy loves talking. So yeah. And it went for a while. But I was like, what if what if he needs to go to a film festival or, or right. he needs a shoot or something? What happens then? And that's what happened. He had to go to, a, I think, a film festival in Italy for a week. Mm-hmm. So he had, um, he had me and Brian, he had me and Johnson fill in for him and Jen for a week. Yeah, and um, it was again, it was one of those things. He's like, "Hey, I need you to fill in on the radio show two hours each day for a week." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah, like I I'd podcasted a couple of times, but I didn't have my own show or anything. Yeah, um, and uh, I I remember calling Brian. I was like, "Hey, we got to do the radio show for a week," and. Uh, he couldn't say no. I don't think he wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. But it ended up being fun. Uh, that I think those were out there somewhere too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was the origin. Yeah, we did. Uh, Walt hopped on a couple episodes. We played a drinking game called Sake to Ming. Yeah, where, yeah, that's uh, we right. A, <laughs> yeah, we um, that's he was right. at. He, had, he would ask us trivia questions, and if we got it wrong, we had to take a shot. Yes, I uh, do. I think yeah. Quinn came down for a couple episodes. Yes. Um, that was fun. And then um, I did uh, I did an episode with Mike. And we basically talked about pop culture and comic books the whole time. And Ke- I think Kevin heard it. He was like, "Hey, that was really good. Um, you should keep that going. We need a like a comic book like show on podcast the- on the network, pop culture. I want you and Mike to to do it to keep going." Yeah, we're, and we were like, "Really?" I was like, "Can we? Do you think we could sustain that?" He's like, "I bet you could. I mean, there's no end to pop culture. Yeah, and comic exactly. Books. Yes." And um, so yeah, I remember. I never really. I was friends with Mike. We hung out, but we never podcasted before. I don't think we'd even have had a really long conversation together before. Oh, wow. That's like, funny. Like, not more than an hour, maybe. That's funny. And just us, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, without Walt chiming in and making fun of us. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, we hooked up the gear, and we recorded that first episode, and it, w- it went great. It's it went awesome. really great. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was, you know, because we are in the same stuff. Yes, right. Know each other for a while. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was really fun. Like, wow. let's keep going. And I remember, yeah, we put that on iTunes. With Kevin's help, it went up to, like, number one yeah. in, like, pop culture yep. podcast or whatever for that week. That's awesome. And we kept going. That was that became I Saw Comics. So, so, so when, That was, was 2010. I was going to say. 2010, 2011. 2011. And you continued it through Comic Book Men. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, I, re- I remember um, the set of Comic Men. Uh, I re- we would record in the morning, and then um, I remember all the crew would come in. It's like, oh man, they're podcasting. We we got back off. They were very reverent. They wow, they yeah. took it seriously. That's cool. I remember you know they would come and say, like, are you done? They would hop on the walkie talkie, like, Psh, all right, uh, Ming and Mike are done now. We can set the <laughs> we can set the store now. Like they were very, they took it very seriously, which I thought I really I appreciated. I thought that was cool. I remember that that was one of the cool things about when I was getting into all those podcasts is that like. It was kind of a mishmash of everybody because yeah. there was this morning show, which I think maybe it would be posted later as podcast. Yeah. Yep. And then there was you guys, Tell Them Steve Dave, and eventually The Secret Stash. Yep. And it just felt like, you know, kind of like a clubhouse yeah. where like different people were hanging out at different yeah, times. Yeah, for and, sure. And you never knew who was going to show up on what show. Yeah, and it was cool. Different vibes, different yeah. jokes, uh, different people. Yeah, different personalities, different very interests. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was very much, a. It, I mean, it still is, but very much a network. Yeah. I think that that was one of the things that was really attractive about the world of all that stuff is that it felt like all these people were just friends and together and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. it, was, it was cool to just, 
I think it helped all the podcasts probably yeah. that everyone was just like that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely cool. All right, so Comic Book Man is filming. You're doing the podcast. I, I, at some point, are you kind of like, this is weird. Like, I didn't think I would host any sort of like, you know, it's basically a radio show. Yeah, the, the is. podcast is very... And, and now it's a TV sh- Now I'm on that, a TV show too. Yeah, that, I mean, they were both weird. I had no aspirations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm talking into a microphone. Yes. In front of a camera. Right. None of this stuff. Yeah. So, but you know, I think I mentioned this before. Like, weird stuff happens when you hang around Kevin. Weird, or or any, or his friends, or yeah. any part of his universe. Yes. Weird, cool stuff will happen. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, you'll be eating burgers at a pop-up fictional restaurant that he created. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, right. 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 Uh, you know, you'll be like running sound or a camera at a drive-in show. That, <laughs> yeah, as I've learned, as we did this <laughs> yeah, past week. This it's, week yeah, yeah. It's it's really it's really crazy. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah. Um, that's one of the things I wanted to ask about kind of was, uh, the transition from being like, we're going to start going to cons because I'm sure, <laughs> is that you that starts doing that? Well, so what, what I, I think, think our, the first con we went to is very random. Um, there was, uh, there was a local con up here called, it was called the super mega fest or something. Yes. I, I don't even know if they're still around, but they had asked me and Mike to come up and we were local. We we're like, they're like, Hey, we come up uh, for a day. We're throwing this con. Yeah. And we looked at the lineup. We're like, Holy crap. Adam West is there. Like Lee Merriweather from Batman. Yeah. Um, Vincent Pastore from Sopranos is going to yep. be there. It was all these cool people. Um, Kelly who, who's an ex who is going to be there. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come up. So we thought we were just going to hang out at the con and we get there and they're like, Hey, here's your table. And we are like, what, what table? What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, we got you a whole table. Like you can, you, you can like, we we're like, what's the table for? And they looked at us funny. They're like, what we, like we were idiots, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. we were. And they're like, where did you bring like eight by tens? It's like, what, um, do you bring any merchandise? We're like, for what? Yeah. Like you can sell it. <laughs> I'm like, sell what? Our autograph? Like no one's going to pay for our autograph. They're like, then they, I think they, they kind of just kind of gave up. And me and Mark were like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. So I think we had brought some podcast gear, like we were going to podcast. Yes. Yeah. But, um, and we get to our table and we're next to Adam West and like Kelly who I'm like, this is weird. Like, yeah. We thought we were just gonna be hanging out. So we yeah. didn't know what was going on. Right. And they were looking at us weird. They're like, where's your shit? Where's your merchandise? Because we had no ass. We were like, no one's gonna pay for an autograph and or, or anything. I think luckily I had some comic book man posters in my car, I had like five of them. Yeah. So I got those and I sold them for uh, like ten bucks, twenty yeah. bucks signed. Like yeah. Far sure. below what we could have got for them. Yeah. We just kind of hung out that day, not knowing what was going on. We didn't really get it. Like it didn't hit our heads that anyone would pay or right. even want to hang out with us. But people were coming up and people had seen the show. So that was um, that was cool. And then later on in 2013, we got invited to a con in Miami. Uh, and this time Brian Johnson came with us. And same thing, they had not gone through our thick skulls that this is how it worked. No yeah. one told us. Yeah. And we, you know, I was like, we're not Adam West. We're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't on The Sopranos. We are on this little comic book reality show. Yeah. And I same thing, we got a table, didn't bring anything. We thought we were just going to be hanging out. And I remember the comp promoter was, again, he was like, where's your stuff? I'm like, I, again, with this, where's your stuff thing? Like, we didn't bring anything. No one's going to want to yeah. pay for our autograph. He's like, you guys are idiots. So he he left. Ten minutes back, he comes back. He drops off 100 8x10s that he printed oh, himself. Yeah. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what do we do with these? He's like, you idiots, sell them. Sell yeah. them. I'm like, for how much? He's like, I don't care. Set your own price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, all right, I guess we'll give it a shot. We just felt bad though. Yeah, yeah. Because for years we would go to cons and like, oh, there's like we. I remember I was like, oh man, Lou Ferrigno's charging for his autograph. We were like. We're friends now, but I remember I would make fun of him. I feel bad about it now, yeah. <laughs> knowing the market, knowing how it works. But I felt yeah. bad, like making fun of him. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I like them on the Hulk, but like, what? I don't. I guess I would pay for an autograph." But yeah, and, yeah. Um, but so we had these eight by tens, and we were. I kind of went around. I looked at how everybody else was doing. It's like, wait, we can charge for selfies too to get people to take photos with us. So I marked it really low. I had our our friend make up a little sign for us right and, like he drew us on there and, I, and it's like get a photo of the comic book man and i was like he was like how much I'm like how's 10 bucks sound yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 like let's just, let's just get something and then the autographs like we'll sell this for like 20 i guess yeah and i remember people started buying them and i you know and i remember i didn't even have like a bag or anything like i, I was just throwing money into my backpack that i had i mean i remember i got back to the hotel room that night and i counted it up I was like holy shit <laughs> This is like it wasn't a ton. Yeah. But it wasn't like I expected I didn't expect to be making money. Yeah, right. And all these people were happy about it too. And I was, that was yeah. the best part. Yeah. And I kind of up and I divvied it up into three and I went I was like, Hey, what Mike Brown, what's your room number? Like yeah. they opened the door and I threw this little wad at them. They're like, What's this? It's like this is what we made today. Yeah. Like, Holy yeah. crap. So we it, it dawned on us that this was a thing. Yeah. That we weren't forcing people to pay for an autograph and um like it didn't feel as dirty as i thought it would it, yeah. it just felt it was <laughs> yeah. weird yeah it was yeah. weird yeah I, you know we're a bunch of we're a bunch of nobodies i thought yeah. we're and not like i wasn't batman it didn't <laughs> yeah you know i didn't you know i didn't create this whole world of batman for people i wasn't you know yeah right it wasn't from like aliens or uh, i think um these are people from cool like cool shows yeah 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 <laughs> shows that, like people like everybody liked i was like comic man i guess a couple people watched it but yeah we 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 had a couple bucks that weekend and i was like wow is this is it like this everywhere yeah right and um so yeah we started kind of exploring that and i remember i think uh, we had met this dude um who introduced us to this woman named juliet and he's like hey she's an agent she can get you into more shows yeah, I'm like really like that one we did in Miami, and he's like he's like yeah. Not only that, but um, you know you can set your own prices, and um, some of these shows it could be like you know like you will make this amount, like no matter what happens, you will make this amount at that show. And I saw the amount, I was like, that's wow. Like I could like that, I could probably buy I could that much. Like I could buy a lap, I could buy like a MacBook for that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, right. Like I, everything is in in. Not dollars and cents, but what gear I can get. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, this means I can travel too. This could be fun. So yeah. she started hooking up a bunch of shows for us in 2014. Yeah. And it took off from there. Yeah. You did a ton, ton of shows. You still yeah, did yeah, yeah. Like whatever she could find for us. Yeah. Because um, I remember seeing. So I, they, have, yeah, they, have, they have agents for this stuff. Yes. Like every con guest you, have, uh, you see at a Comic Con, most likely they have an agent that that helps them out at the con and then books them at future shows. Right. It's pretty, yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't know this was a thing, though. Yeah. Like, we could have started a lot earlier, I bet, but so, it, it so, all worked out. So it's crazy, because then, like, you know, you're filming, you know, between 8 and 12 weeks a year, yeah. and you're doing your the podcast all the time, as well as, you know, guesting on a lot of podcasts that are part of the network, yeah. and you're traveling to do cons yeah. all the time. Yeah, it, it was and, fun. And so all of a sudden, your life is, like, pretty different. 
Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, think, it was fun. It was just more fun. That's the way I looked at it. it yeah, was more fun. I never. Well, did you find? You feel like you like that was like something you found that you didn't expect that you oh, wanted yeah. to do. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. Because uh, um, you like you like connecting people. I do. You like like being in like a group of people that are happy to to be around yes. all you guys and yeah. everything like that. You like oh, yeah. that stuff I mean, a who lot. Wouldn't right? So, yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah but wouldn't? like if you could if you could make it a party every weekend, like why wouldn't you? Yes. Why wouldn't you? So yes. and that's you know why. I was traveling to cons. Yeah. That's how that's kind of how I maintain like every night would be some kind of party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But all of a sudden your life is like a lot more just lively and a lot yeah. more engaging and there's just a lot more people. In yeah. It. I think I'd always, you know, I, I'd always been dying to travel. Yeah. But now that, you know, like as I, and I think, uh, I, I think I got a lot of heat on Tom Steve Dave. Like, why oh, are you yeah. going to so many cons? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like, listen, <laughs> if there was someone out there who's like, hey, we want you to come to Nashville. Tennessee yes. or Orlando yeah. or LA and we'll pay you to fly we'll fly you out there yeah. put you in a nice hotel yes you'll you can sell stuff and make money and yes. we'll give you a little bit of money on top of that for like yeah. random stuff yeah um and yeah like why wouldn't you do that yeah of course why of would course. you not do that it's it's asinine to think that anyone would yes pass that up yeah well I have one friend who wouldn't even <laughs> who would say who said he would do it and then wouldn't show <laughs> up like yeah that, oh i remember you know, yeah that yeah that, the big that, twitter war last year or maybe the year before it was a couple years ago oh yeah you no no, no oh yeah i got mad I got, yeah i got heated that was uh, 2017 yeah i called him yeah, i finally got fed up uh, yeah, sometimes i'll snap like not very often i can hold it together yeah right um but i think in that instance yeah, there was well I, yeah just real quick there's i think uh at that year brian had missed like five shows in a row yeah. so that last one yeah i just just like i kind of lost it yeah. well I, Kind of lost it. He was he was spewing some some bullshit on Twitter, and I had to call him out on it. Yes, so. I I remember, I remember, man. Yeah, I had to call him out on it, and um, yeah, we tried. I tried to settle it over a podcast. We were gonna I, one of our first live streams. We were gonna stream it on Twitch. Yes, like very early on, and he was gonna come down. And we were gonna talk it out, and he and he's like, I'm not, I can't make it. And I'm like, oh. it's like <laughs> I knew it, but I, it would have been nice if he would have come through that door. Yes, and right. We could have talked it out because I yeah, I just wanted to know what the hell was going on. Yeah, but. yeah, of course. So it's it's funny because so so you're. <laughs> on the show you're doing all this stuff and eventually you know you're you're on all these podcasts at some point there must be an idea in you that's like what if i opened a podcast studio kind of I, i'm guessing you wanted to do it around here in general because well i mean you lived here but also because there's such a large group of people that yeah. do this stuff around here yeah so where I think, does that come um, from that all kind of came from the cons actually um after we had our show and tell them steve dave i think a lot of people listened and they're like i want to do that yes 100 percent. i have no clue how to where even to yeah. start so they would ask us at conventions or at the store right. and i was like oh you want to start a podcast cool yeah i think that would be awesome it's like well listen we only have like you know i can give you a five minute lesson i know like, i know by this by this uh yeah. you know record it upload it but it was so quick that yeah you couldn't have really learned anything but yeah so we were always like, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a studio or a classroom or something? We could like legit teach these people within an hour or two what we did, mm -hmm. how to get it up there. And then, they, you know, they can pretty much be off on their own mm -hmm. or, or, you know, just or ask us for advice after that. But it's not it's not that daunting. Right. Uh, but I guess to some people it is like we're we're immersed in technology. I was going to say know what we're doing. I was going to say to some people, it's not if they already are yeah. a certain amount far along. Right. You know what I mean? Even, even like when I started podcasting, part of the reason I was able to do it was because my band yep. had a bunch of microphones yep. and a recorder. Yep. And I mean, we, I started in 2009. 
So like there wasn't even anything like a like a Zoom H6 yep. or anything like that. It was all like an interface that had to be put into a laptop and use Adobe Adobe Edition and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, you have to be pretty far along in terms of technology good, yeah. to, to really make that jump. Yeah. 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 So um uh I think it was, I mean I think it was Mike was Mike was the one who was like, Hey, we should open a, we should do a studio. We yeah. A studio. I was like, Oh man, I, we got like where we rent a place out and like, yeah. this, this is, sounds expensive. Like, well, anyone even use this? Can we even make money doing this? Right. And uh, we end up finding this, uh, yeah, this dumpy little studio right behind the store. This little space that somebody had moved out of. It was across the, across the hallway from bro- actually Rob Bruce's mm. operation. Yes. So that yeah. might that can tell you the kind of the caliber of building. <laughs> um, but uh, it was it was cheap. So, uh, yeah, we, we moved in there, put a poker table in there, put up our audio gear. And, uh, yeah, lo and behold, start, people started using it. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was yeah, slowly at first. Did you call it a shared universe? It was right called away? a shared universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then Mike came up with that name. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was like, wow, people, you know, we got a couple people. And I was like, wow, this might work. Yeah. This, is, this, this, this yeah, this might work. Yeah. Um, yeah, eventually, uh, I think later on that year, we got another, we got the current, building that we're in now mm-hmm. and really started ramping everything up so you know built the website yep. uh, just really started taking it seriously and uh yeah it was cool you know first clients were friends friends of friends but yep. then there was that one day it was like i don't know we don't know these people yeah they found us on facebook right they called and said like just to make sure we were legit like we have to look really legit now <laughs> yeah yeah and um this was uh christmas 2017 so they came down january after the christmas holiday yeah january 2018 like we want to book like three hours. Like holy crap, that's awesome. Yes. And uh, it was a uh, it was a, a vegan food festival. Oh, um, nice. Who wanted to promote their festival? They wanted to bring their vendors on the podcast and and just do a whole bunch of them. And uh, yeah, I'm, it, yeah, it was cool. They uh, we had fun. We had so much fun. And uh, they were they were, I remember they left. They're like, wow, that was really cool. Like, can we when can we come back? Like, you come back anytime you want. Yeah. Yeah. They're like they're and you know they they're. They're like, okay, we live kind of far away, but we'll come down once a month and we'll just whip out like four or five hours. I'm like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that and, is um, awesome. And uh, yeah, we're still friends to this day. They they come down uh, occasionally and podcast. That's great. And uh, yeah, it was that was awesome. That was that was when I knew that I, I was that was I was like, wow, this 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 might really work. So it's, so what year did you open the you know when you initially opened a shared universe? I think officially January first, two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Yep. So at that point in time. Comic Book Men is still airing. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, we shot. Let's oh see. yeah, uh, it was airing. Yes, yes. it was airing. It and was and you airing. were and you were expecting to come back the next season. Yeah, we we were trying to figure it out even right. because we were like, wow, if we get picked up for another season, all signs were pointing towards that. Yes, I was like, wow, okay, we're gonna have to hire people. Yeah, um, you know, like we can't podcast if we're filming so we right. have to get someone to fill in those gaps when people book time. Right. So we were kind of scrambling to do that. And um, I was going to say, this is kind of like, you know, you have your initial job yeah. you start with. Yeah. Now you're going to film the TV show yep. and you're going to travel for cons and you're going to do podcasts yeah. continually. So you figure and it you're out. You're going to open a business and it start running it. It's just it's just a lot. Yeah. But I remember I was like, I was like, all right, I'd hired one guy. His name's uh, Christian. Yes. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. I think he's he's been heard in a couple of Tom Steve Dave episodes. Yeah. Um, that I hired him. I was like, well, we're going to need more. Like, I don't, yeah, well, I could. Yeah, all signs were pointing towards us getting another season, though. Uh, I know. Kevin got invited to a, a thing called the Upfronts. It's where yeah. um, 
you go and schmooze with all the advertisers <laughs> yes. for the network, uh, all the people kind of paying everybody's bills. Yes, right. Where they get their budgets from a mm-hmm. mojo, their budgets for, for all their shows. And uh, typically, you don't get invited to that unless we're going to pick you up for the next year. Right. So that's, and Kevin was there. Kevin got invited. I was like, oh, man, this is a good sign. Yes. But yeah, late, I think I'm, two weeks later, yeah. I got the text from Kevin going, hey, unfortunately, uh, they've declined to pick up another season. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. It's been a great ride. Yeah. You know, uh, a great job, guys. But, you know, that's how it goes. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. But I was like, all right, we, well, now I guess we don't have to worry about. Uh, yeah, you were just like transitioning in the into holes this. this summer. Uh, we'll just, yeah, we'll just keep podcasting. Damn. Keep building this place. So yeah. It would have been nice to see if we could have run everything. Yeah, yeah. That, th- yeah. But you, but that was kind of a cool transition then. Yeah. It was almost like a, it almost like you just swapped this yeah, for the other pretty thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully uh, we don't have a big boulder coming after <laughs> us. But yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, but that's awesome. And then, yeah, so, you know, that was 2018, it's 2020, and you guys have expanded since then, because you were on the other side of the building, right? Uh, we were two floors down. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were two. Uh, so we started with a one little uh, one little office that was... Uh, yeah. And then it was like, crap, we're going to need another one. We started getting more yeah. clientele, so we got another space down the hall. Yeah. And, and then later on... Um, we moved up here, which is kind of both those spaces into one suite with a yes. little reception area. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome over here. Yeah. It's, I love it's, when we can come here and film and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, nice. it's, uh, it's really nice. I think people come here and like, oh, man, is it, do you spend a lot of time here? I was like, oh, yeah. And yeah. you can see why. It's a very, it's fun. Is this where you spend most of your time I now? spend a lot of time in here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I spend yeah, a lot yeah. of time in the studio. Like yeah. either, you know, podcasting, editing, um, coming up with other crazy, wacky ideas, or you know, sometimes yeah. you just flip on you know baseball or whatever and just chill yeah. for a little bit. So, and you still do a lot of the H- like, like web stuff and design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. I mean, yeah. Again, you know, all that stuff you, you know, all that stuff you learned in the past always comes back, especially if you're starting your own business. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, it, and it's and it's nice. So you know, I have a background in graphic design and and building yeah. websites. So I was able to get a website. Quickly, I, I didn't have to go to Fiverr and have some, <laughs> yeah, know. you know, some guy doesn't, you know, yeah, you, know. you know, some guy in, on the other side of the country, you know, with language barrier, yeah, possibly screwing things up for you. You get to you get it together pretty quickly. Yeah, um, so I was able to figure that out. A scheduling system. Yeah, um, you know, some of the financial stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, simple little things like that, or you know, you create your own Insta stories. Bam, just do it yourself. Yeah, it's true. So the more you know, the more you can do yourself. Is uh, it's is it makes it easier for sure for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the biggest challenge now for anybody thinking about starting their own business is just hiring people now. Yeah, we I know. Two engineers here, they're great, but um, we're yeah, we're gonna need more. Yeah. Those are two guys I know I can rely on, thankfully, for the most part. But yeah, like, right, right, for right. For the most part, yeah, they're they actually they're they're pretty good. That's but, great. Um, and it's still and it's still have this like whole like mecca here where it's like. You know, you still go down to the store and you film the Patreon yep, stuff, yep, and you're, you know, yep, yeah, Walt like, is, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're actually shoot. I, I, I think he asked me if I was around next Sunday. Oh, I think you're gonna be here. Right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah, here. Every, yeah, every, yeah, yeah, every, every so often, like, hey, you're on this Wednesday night. You're on this Friday night. Yeah, and you, yeah, I was like, dude, I'll clear my schedule because that it's still fun. Oh, it's so I love fun. It. Oh, I love it. So fun. I love it. And it's gotten crazier over the past couple yep. of years in terms of the production. There's a big project coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. With but everybody, I think the I'm thing with for Walt for years, he was just you know I was seeing maybe he was in a good mood, maybe he wasn't. Yeah, he uh, usually his creative outlet was just drawing. Yes, right. And 
But while he was drawing, we would always have some weird 70s game show up on the TV. Yes. If you were wondering where any all that came from. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah, where yeah. that came from. Oh, yeah. Um, but I knew, I started seeing, like, when we were shooting comic, when um, he would come up with all these ideas we should do. I was like, that's that's brilliant. Like, where? I started realizing that when he's when he wants to do something, when he comes with an idea, like, it's dangerous because it's going to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking funny. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be awesome. Oh, but yeah. we've, I didn't see that for years yeah. until, you know, until very recently. But then all these Patreon ideas, I think all of them, pretty much all of them are his. It's, 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 it's gold. It's crazy. And that's why it's working. Cause, it, um, yeah. He's, yeah. It, it, uh, when he's, when he, usually he doesn't want to do anything. Doesn't want to leave the, doesn't want to leave the city, the state, yep. the comic book shop. Yep. Doesn't want to eat anything but pizza and chicken fingers. But when there is something he does want to do, oh, it's it's gold. Oh, All yeah. bets are off, and I'm in. Yeah. I will. Yeah, I'm always totally in. So yeah, the Patreon has really changed uh, what Tell Him Steve Dave is, and it's just like man, the stuff the stuff that we're coming up with is so crazy. Yeah, I'm, I love it though. I love it. I, I yeah, I I love it when I I don't know if he's just like bolting up in bed. He's like, oh holy crap, I got another idea, or where he comes up with all these. But I think they I think they've all been kind of bottled up for a while. And yeah, just yeah. Been coming out. Oh yeah, and it's it's fun too because <clears throat> I think one of the things that's most important to him is the idea of the family of people yeah. and bringing everybody in. Yeah, yeah and um, kind of swapping those people out and seeing different personalities yeah. at different times. Um, and it's great to be able to say this person does this well, let's bring them back and do, do another continuing thing yep. with them and stuff. So yeah, I love it. No, it's great. The, the world of everybody is awesome down it's, here. Yeah, it's so, it's so fun. much fun. Yeah. It's too and fun. It's just going to get crazier too. I know so. it, it's, it's just crazier. I mean, you know, Smodcastle is going to open pretty soon and now it's like, you know, there's Shared Universe yep. recording studio. There's a live venue here. There's the store and all the Tell Him Steve Dave oh, yeah. stuff that gets shot in the store. Like we're kind of basically just taking over the Jersey Shore yeah. with uh, like podcasting, <laughs> yeah. live stuff, Ke yeah. like Kevin stuff. Yeah, video stuff. It's yeah, crazy. Tell Him Steve Dave, like anything. And uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, re it's, pretty it's, cool. it's really crazy, man. Well, thank you very much for sitting oh, down always, with me, man. man. It was great. I'm glad we got to do a part two because I was like... You know, we did that part one, and then tell them Steve Dave was going to record. Yeah, yeah, so we got to get out of there. I was like, yeah. all right, but yeah, they, man, like, they can't. Yeah, see, uh, maybe that's why I really like this place. Like, they can't yell at me in here. Yeah, like, they can't, uh, yeah, no one can tell you to leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Although you know, they've used this space too, and I've gotten yelled by. You know, I was like, dang man, I can't even escape this. Even in my own space, like I'm yeah. still getting my balls busted. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, that was awesome, awesome, man. Well, yeah, I think I think we will be filming together next week, so yeah, cool. I'll be seeing you real soon. Awesome. But uh, yeah, we had a fun weekend putting together the the drive-in show for Jay and Bob yeah, Get Old sure. on Friday. More to come, more to come for sure. I have uh, no doubt. Absolutely, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Cheers. <laughs> that was disgusting. I'm disgusted by Ming Chen. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, he's great. It was an awesome conversation. Very honest. Uh, I love the stuff that we talked about with the early Tell Him Steve Dave uh, podcasts and and his transition from like meek uh, office helper. Right. To like podcast guy. It's really, really funny. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's the that's the six episodes that we did of the Tezzy Town miniseries on the Chuck and Brad podcast. Lots of feedback, lots of positive response, a lot of new subscribers, a lot we, of new we people. We appreciate listening. it, yeah. We love it. Uh, I hope you guys stick around. We do a lot of fun stuff. And we're actually gonna get into some more fun stuff uh, in a minute. But before we go there, I wanna let you guys know Tezzy Town history is going to continue as a series. Oh, thank goodness. And here's the deal. <clears throat> I'm, gl I'm glad that I get to stay employed. <laughs> anyway, what's the deal? I asked, uh, you know, I just got the okay from Walt Flanagan, my buddy, um, you know, buddy slash boss. Um, he said, it's definitely okay to announce this. And so I said, let's do it. 
Tezzytown history is going to continue as a show on the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon. Wow, finally, I get on a Patreon. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, Brad, I love you. Yes. <laughs> no, so it's going to continue. I'm going to continue to host the show. Uh, it's probably going to have a name change. It probably won't be called Tezzytown history. Walt and I are kicking around ideas for it. But it's going to be kind of the same thing with... Uh, one-on-one interviews with people like Sunday Jeff and Frank Five and other people that are involved and tell them Steve Dave, um, their whole history and everything, as well as kind of an expanded format where I think we're going to look at a lot of key moments, key episodes, stuff going on behind the scenes, and really take a look at tell them Steve Dave as a whole and their rise from like, you know, hey, I guess we'll start a podcast to like having this huge following, this very successful Patreon. So I'm not sure exactly when it's going to start, but in the near future... You know, patreon.com slash tell them Steve Dave. This series will continue there with more episodes. And uh, I can't wait. I think it's going to be really fun. And I'm, I, you know, I pitched it to Walt. I'm like, hey, response has been great. Let's do it for the Patreon. And he said, you know what? I like it. Let's do it. And uh, I'm really uh, happy that they're giving me this opportunity to podcast with them. It's kind of a big deal for me. Um, and uh, I'm really proud of, uh, of the episodes. I am too. I, I just my name suggestion would be the Brad Roar Memorial, <laughs> Tesdy Town History. Just to remember that I was once part of this. <laughs> I love. I love. I think that we added a lot together in our in our you know our stories afterwards and our, stuff yeah, like that. And I think a lot of people got introduced to us that kind of tangentially knew me from Tell Him Steve Dave. At some point, you and I will talk about second fiddle syndrome as it relates to this six-episode series. <laughs> yes. Now is not the time, <laughs> yeah. however, because I want to talk about joyful things. Second fiddle syndrome, by the way, in case you can't figure it out from uh, the amazing title, is is a disease yeah. that Chuck and I invented <laughs> slash discovered where you just feel like you're playing second fiddle to someone. Well, it's going to be uh, the same thing in, as if, in, if you were doing uh, improv with Horatio Sands and right. uh, all those people, and right. you were like, oh, yeah, I want to interview my you know these people I've been working right. with. It'd be the same same thing right you know but what i mean it's i'm not doing that <laughs> well someday it's, it's it's fine yes let's continue uh talking about joyful things yes well so so yeah so the, the series will continue stay tuned to the tell Him steve dave patreon and if you follow me on instagram and twitter at discount chuck um or follow the the podcast on facebook at right. the chuck and brad podcast um we're gonna i'm gonna give you updates there and you know, subscribe to the Chuck and Brad podcast, and I'll every time we put one up, I'll I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast, and I'll right. say, oh, this episode is up, and stuff like that. And I'll keep yeah. you informed, and hopefully, over the past six episodes, you get to know Brad and I a little bit. Um, you get to learn a little bit about our relationship. I've gotten a ton of messages, a ton of comments, a ton of emails about how they're like, I love you guys. You guys are so funny. So many nice emails came in, and a couple bum out emails. That are like, hey, I'd like to listen to your podcast from the beginning. How can I do that? And just to pull back the curtain for like 30 seconds, you know, we started the podcast a long time ago, 10 years ago. Yep. And we used the tools available at the time. So we post through uh, Blogspot and then through FeedBurner. And it only keeps our 25 most recent episodes up on all the podcast apps. Right. So the Chuck and Brad podcast is on every podcast app, but only the re- most recent 25 episodes. I'd love to find someone who could help us with the XML and everything and get all of our episodes up so that when you search for us, all our episodes are there. If you can, if you can help us, write us at chuckandbrad at gmail.com. That'd be great. I'd love to figure that out. But as of right now, it feels completely beyond my scope. Um, but please stick around. Listen to the Chuck and Brad podcast. Review us on iTunes. We've gotten a lot of great reviews. Any podcast app you use, we are available there. Just search Chuck and Brad podcast. We'll come right up. And... Uh, 
Thank you guys for checking us out. Before we we leave you uh, the t- the Tesi Town History miniseries, um, you know we've been telling stories at the end of every episode. We have, but this week we want to do something a little different, right, Brad? Yes, we do. What do we want to do? We want to talk. Uh, it, it's it's the spooking season is upon us. Yes, October's here, <clears throat> and we are ready to talk about Halloween. We believe it's important to be festive in different ways. Yes, and part of that is kind of celebrating it through media. This year, it's 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 a lot harder to like go out and do things. Sure. Uh, so we wanted to talk about some recommendations, you know, basic and otherwise. Well, let's talk about the fact that for since we started the podcast, we kind of have focused heavily on Halloween that's, every October. That's true. We do big Halloween episodes, and uh, we'll kind of get into what we do for those episodes. But it's kind of a big part of the podcast, much like Christmas. Right. And since we, we since October's here, and since uh, we, you know, we were kind of talking today, and I'm like, you know, we do a lot of Halloween recommendations every year around Halloween. But we do it after we experience things at the end of October. We should start doing it at the beginning of October. Right. So we wanted to end this episode by giving you our recommendations for kind of the best stuff to experience uh, to enhance your Halloween. All October long, and even before that, to be honest, I'll just like watch Halloween movies, listen to Halloween music, listen to Halloween podcasts. Halloween invades my life. Um, like a like a desperate drug addict injecting it into my arm, like a, a purple heroin. I mean, orange heroin, I guess, is what it would be, right? I don't know what color heroin normally is. I think it's like a brown. All right. Anyway. I guess, yeah, the brown horse. Is that, is that, is <laughs> that a thing go. I said? Yes, yes, yes. Um, but we love Halloween so much, and uh, we have. A, I, I think we have a lot of experience kind of seeking out the best Halloween projects right. and saying these are the things that help you enhance the season. So we're going to give you our favorite movies, TV specials, sure. Uh, games, yep. Comics or books, yep. And podcasts. Uh, if you are like, man, I really want to experience Halloween. I really want to get festive. This is going to help you do it. So we're going to go in, and we kind of made a list of all our favorite stuff, and we're going to go through it. Yes. All right. So let's see. How should we do this, Brad? I mean, we know what do we want to start with? It's. Uh, I think we should start with movies. All right. Because it's going to be the biggest one, right? Yes. Or should we end with movies? Ooh, yeah. Probably ending with movies makes more sense. Let's start with podcasts. Let's start with podcasts. So podcasts are, you know. I think that for me, because I listen to podcasts so much when I'm by myself or when I'm at um, like a day job type of situation, um, they really influence my mood throughout like the Halloween season. And it's actually, it was, it's been hard for me over the past however many years to find a lot of podcasts that kind of will be, um, you know, spooky. I don't want to listen to a true crime podcast. Right. That's not about Halloween to me. No. It has to have some kind of connection or maybe some sort of whimsy to it. I don't want to hear about like a terrible true murder. I want to hear about right. something kind of fun and, and spooky. So here are some podcasts that I think are great. Uh, number one, the Tell Them Steve Dave Halloween podcasts are awesome. I think that they're kind of like perfectly down the middle between like discussing scary stuff and having that as an atmosphere while really it's just a light, fun kind of jaunt through like Halloween topics. Right. Um, there's a bunch of them. I think there's like seven of them or maybe eight of them. Um, and tell him Steve Davis up there for the type of, um, podcast I go for also up there is a podcast called cinematic oblivion. And they have a thing called the slasher series. I think it's a three episode series about the history of slasher films. That one's awesome. There's a podcast called how did this get made where a couple of comedians, including Jason Manzukis and, uh, I forgot the other people in it. Um, they go through 
movies and they talk about how terrible they are. Right. And their episode about Jason X is incredible. Jason X. I, and, I, I wondered how it got made. And also they have one about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yep. Widely known as the Halloween that does not have Michael Myers in it is awesome. Um, there's a podcast that's now defunct called The Cracked Movie Club. Awesome podcast. They covered Halloween, the original, and The Thing. Um, and there's a new podcast that I'm listening to now. I think it came out two years ago, but I'm just getting to it now, called Halloween Unmasked. And it kind of has the history of slashers and then the history of the Halloween series and how it got made. Um, and it's great. And those are the, those are the podcasts I got. Do you have any podcasts? I no, figured, I, 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 figured I, I mean, other than our Halloween episodes, but... Yes, and we're going to talk about those yes. uh, towards the end, our yes. Halloween episodes, because there's a lot of them, and, and we have really specific yep. uh, views on Halloween. All right, so what do you got next, TV? Um, sure. TV, I, and, and it's weird, because the one I associate with Halloween mm-hmm. is not a Halloween episode of a, of a TV show. It is, in fact, the uh, the Scream-themed episode of uh, Boy Meets World. Wow, that's a great Je- one. Jennifer Love Hewitt is a guest star, that's and, they, and her episode. character's name is Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Yes. And basically, you know, the, the kids are trapped in the school, and there's a killer on the loose, and, you know, not a Halloween episode, but because we've watched it at your house, like the last three <laughs> Halloweens, <laughs> yeah. I associate it with Halloween. That's a great one. I didn't yeah. even think about that one. What a great one. Um, a good one for me. And I will say, you know, we kind of talked about this beforehand. We don't want to ignore the basic bitch stuff. The stuff no. that everyone would say is like, you know, I love this movie. I right. love this TV show in regards to Halloween. We want to, we want to openly admit that stuff is, is, is uh, there and important. So my, my basic bitch Halloween TV choices. I think Stranger Things season one yep. is maybe the best in terms of the type of mood I look for from yep. Halloween that I enjoy. My girlfriend and I watched uh, maybe three episodes one night outside at my parents' house. Oh, nice. During like October two years ago or three years ago, whatever, whatever first year it aired and it was perfect. And then the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead. Yep. How perfect of Halloween TV is that? Um, and then after that, uh, the Nickelodeon series, Are You Afraid of the Dark from the 90s? It's like, that's perfect, perfect line between fun and spooky. Um, Halloween is Grinch night. Is a TV special that is a sequel to how the you know how the Grinch stole Christmas? Well, sequel, prequel, it's up in the air. Yes, it is. Um, we've we've covered it extensively. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, but that's a great one to watch, uh, where they kind of go through Halloween and you, you, yeah, it's very strange. Um, the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes maybe are my favorite Halloween TV projects ever. Okay. I love yep. them. Um, you know, there's three three stories per episode. They all parody something. South Park's corn uh, episode where corn went on and basically they were like the Scooby-Doo gang. Right. And uh, there was, it was the groovy pirate ghost mystery. Awesome. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia's episodes. Who got D pregnant? Amazing. One of my favorite episodes of the series where everyone's remembering it from different points of view and they have different ideas of what actually happened. Everyone's costumes are of different quality. What a well-written episode. The Brooklyn Nine-Nine Halloween episodes where every year they have a contest, excellent television. Eli Roth's Masters of Horror, which is a newer series right. um, about the history of horror films, is great. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. is kind of like boring and weird, Yeah, but it's like a perfect background thing right. when you're like decorating for Halloween and talking to your friends. Right. It's a great mood setter. Um, Gary Larson's Tales from the Far Side. It's bizarre. Which is... The Far Side comic strip, which I love when I was a kid, but they made a couple Halloween television animated specials. Also great for uh, background stuff. 
Um, honorable mention goes to SNL's Halloween stuff. They have so much good Halloween stuff, but how could we possibly right. list it out in this list? Right. Um, you know, if you look up SNL Halloween on uh, YouTube and there might even be a best of Halloween. It probably is. Um, their Halloween stuff is great. Actually, you know what they probably do every year? That's it. They probably air an episode. Right. That's that great. is the best Halloween sketches. Right. So if you find that, I bet that's great for uh, Halloween atmosphere too. All right, next up, let's do what? What do you think? You got games, right? Yeah. What do you got for games? Games. Halloween games. Uh, of course, Left 4 Dead 2, uh, oh, one of our best. favorite games all year round, but especially in the in the Halloween season. Uh, World War Z, kind of an updated version of Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, Zombie killing, fun. Yes, uh, multiplayer. And then uh, it was it came out for the Xbox 360, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. Yes. Where you are... You know, basically, it's, it runs on the engine of Red Dead Redemption, but you are killing zombies instead of the other cowboys. And other mythical creatures. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just uh, like a super fun game that doesn't take a long time. No. But, uh, but was, yeah, it really... That's my favorite one ever. Makes you that's feel my, Halloween-y. That's my favorite Halloween thing. Red Dead Redemption came out and it was so like accurate to the time period. Yeah. And then for October, they came out with that add-on. And it's just all about mythical creatures and undead stuff. And it's, oh, it's so good. Um, let's see. So we got some, you want to do songs or do you want to do books? Uh, yeah, I don't have any songs. All right, books. Go so for it. books, <clears throat> um, you know, the Stephen King short story collections, uh, in is it like, you know, obviously Stephen King, uh, people associate him with horror and rightfully so. Uh, but his short story collections, I think are not just scary, but also like easily digestible where instead of like, oh, I'm going to read it and it's 1200 pages long. You know, you can read something like The Jaunt or something like uh, Strawberry Spring, and it only takes, you mm-hmm. know, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there, there's uh, sweet stories peppered in there as well, mm-hmm. the, the Last Rung on the Ladder and things like that. Um, but yeah, his book, Skeleton Crew, Everything's Eventual, Different Seasons, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, Just After Sunset, has a short story, N, which terrified me, uh, Full Dark, No Stars, Bizarre of Bad Dreams, and If It Bleeds. Mm-hmm. Um just and and then his son Joe Hill has strange weather. No, Full Throttle was a short story collection that just came out, and there's some scary stuff in that. So, kind of, I I probably am drawn more to short like scary short stories uh, than I am novels. But I have some novels as well. Head Full of Ghosts mm. by Paul Tremblay, mm-hmm. one of my favorite books, uh, and it also has to deal with kind of a, a reality TV crew looking at this girl. Is she possessed? Is she crazy? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, just so well done. Paul Tremblay, also from the area. Uh, he has a book called, also has a book called Disappearance at Devil's Rock that uh, kind of contributes to the Halloween atmosphere uh, in which a boy goes missing out mm-hmm. at Devil's Rock. Uh, is he a ghost? Is he haunted? Was he like, it's it's just, there's, there's a lot going on there. Uh, the Troop by Nick Cutter is about like a, a group of Boy Scouts that goes to an island and there's a virus and things go wrong and that's just a very visceral book so if you if you're like if you like gory uh things the troop by nick cutter is a good place to start and then riley sager has books called final girl and lock every door and those are just like great in terms of creating an atmosphere and you dwell in that atmosphere and you're you're like they they, they freaked me out to the point where i'm like i have to stay up and keep reading it cuz i know it's going to have a, a happy ending mm-hmm. but right now i'm in the middle of it and i'm terrified to like turn off the lights because something's going to go wrong. Um, and you know, I, I, I read a lot, like a lot. Yes. And so, uh, 
I also want to do uh, our, our our buddy Ray Harrington talked about uh, the book House of Leaves, right? And that's a bizarre thing that's only in like hardcover and it's like thirty five dollars. And I'm yeah. like, I do most of my reading on the Kindle. Yeah. But he was so enthusiastic about it that I kind of feel like I have to buy it and read it. Mm. Um, and so that might be a thing I read this year. So we'll see. We'll see. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's just kind of some stuff and uh, that, that I've enjoyed. And my book stuff is really just, uh, if you've missed out on this series, it's such a great Halloween series. Check out Marvel Zombies. Oh, yeah. I love Marvel Zombies so much. I love the story. I love that they turned the world of Marvel superheroes on their head. And they kind of did their own continuity and they did like many five-issue arcs, like maybe like seven or something like that. Right. Um, along with some prelude issues. But they're also doing a current story that's like a reboot of it called Marvel Zombies Resurrection. And it just started in September. You can get into it now. Um, it's it's publishing right now. Spider-Man is the hero. And it's just fucking awesome. I love it. Nice. All right. And finally, let's get into movies. This is the big one. Did you want to do some music? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Let's do music. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so the, I have a Halloween playlist that is very, very long. It's way too long to list all the music. I've been building this Halloween playlist for years. There are about 236 songs on it, it seems like. Um, but I whittled it down to just like some ones that I think might stick out. Just about, what, nine choices. Um, that people, you know, I have some basic bitch stuff. you got to have the Monster Mash. Of course. I have the original, a bluegrass version, and the Misfits version, which uh-huh. is incredible. Um, the Transylvania Twist, which is also another old song that is like that beautiful um there's another one called dinner with drac part one by john zach earl and it's so silly and crazy perfect halloween song yep i remember that it's, it's like you know a novelty song right um and my other quick picks are get down goblin by jan terry Ugh. it's fucking terrible yep and it's beautiful and if you don't know about jan terry look her up on youtube get down goblin is my number one halloween song um other ones that kind of set the mood, the Black Parade album from okay. My Chemical Romance is great for setting the mood for Halloween. The song Uma Thurman by Fall Out Boy samples the monster, the Munsters theme song. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Yep. And uh, I think they did a great job with that. Florence and the Machine do a cover of Addicted to Love, and it's fucking so it's spooky. Haunting, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds with Red Right Hand, which was like a main song in the movie Scream. Yep. When the whole town is shutting down for, for uh, what's it called? When you can't go out after a certain time. Curfew. Curfew. Yeah. Um, and it just has, at that moment in film, with that song, it's always influenced me so much. When I go for a walk around my town, I live in a New England small town, and I see the trees that look like that, and the houses, and I always think of that song, and it really represents Halloween to me. And then you put on your uh, ghost face killer mask. Yes. And go to town. Yep. <laughs> no, literally, I'm just going to town. Yes. Um, those are my choices. I'm not going to get deeper into that because, you Wait, know. Wait, did I say Ghostface Killer? I meant just Ghostface. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's a Ghostface Killer. Uh, I thought Ghostface Killer was the, the rapper. Well, that's what it came from. Oh, okay. I think. All right. It's Killer, by the way. I know. A-H. Uh, but I don't want to, you know, like I said, I have 236 songs in this playlist. Right. I'm not going to go through them. Right. Um, now, let's talk about the 236 movies on your movie playlist. Yes, there's a lot of movies. Here's my, uh, first off, let me do the basic bitch movies that everyone knows, but I got to give credit to. Right. The Halloween series is the number one Halloween of series. Yes. Um, and some of them are great. I think the first Halloween is great. I love the campiness of Halloween three, the one without Michael Myers. It's about the, you know, the mask company. That's like possibly my favorite Halloween movie to watch around this time of year. 
Um, and a bunch of those movies are great. And the ones that are bad are fun. Yes. Like the opening of Halloween four is so uh, thematic and atmospheric and they're just the perfect Halloween movies. And then, you know, we talked about this beforehand. We're like, what movies are just horror movies and what movies are Halloween movies? And for me, there's a combination of obviously the time of year, kind of incorporating like the outdoorsy element, the whimsical element. So to me, Friday the 13th series fits in, Child's Play fits in, Nightmare on Elm Street fits in. Like the Alien series does not fit in, but right. those do, even though they don't really take place around okay. Halloween. Um it for me definitely fits in yep. old and new. Um, and I'd say saw, why not? Those are those are my basic pitch choices. Here's my other ones. Trick or treat is is like Yeah, that was on my list. It's so good. It's such a good movie. Halloween three is my number one like campy fun Halloween movie. Right. Trick or treat is my number one legitimate Halloween movie. Okay. Um Scream is so good. The first right. scream is great. Um and I, I even enjoy the sequels. Um, but the first scream is just so good. Cabin in the Woods is not what you expect it is. It's awesome. The Dawn of the Dead remake is like one of my favorites. Sleepaway Camp is <laughs> terrifying. Um, well, sort of. Yeah. Uh Pet Cemetery has the right tone, the original Pet Cemetery. Frank and Weenie, if you're you know, for like a kid's movie. Yeah. Uh, this is a Disney movie. Great mix of uh fun and spooky elements same thing with the movie paranorman i thought both of them were awesome even though they were family movies and hotel transylvania to be completely honest oh nice and if you're looking for a weird choice a weird like fun dumb one um american scream which is about these three families in massachusetts it's a documentary yes about how they all make their own haunted houses of varying quality it's so fun we went to like the coolidge corner theater in boston which now i'm thinking about that why did it why did it not have a premiere if that's where those people were from? We went when it came out, right. we went to that in Boston. I have no idea. So strange, but what a great documentary. Find it. I think it might be on Amazon Prime. Uh Teen Wolf is a great one. It follows is a great one. Hocus Pocus, obviously. Um I say Troll 2 and the documentary Best Worst Movie Made About Troll 2. Great Halloween movies. Yeah. Really incorporates the whimsy and the fun aspect. I think the first Purge and maybe even the second Purge are great. They feel like Halloween to me. Toy Story of Terror. I know it was a, I was a Halloween TV special, um, and I think it's great. Again, a family one that's just kind of spooky. The movie Haunt, which you probably haven't heard of, takes place on Halloween. It's about Halloween, and I thought it was a very fun watch that I was very invested in. And uh, I also have Your Next, which is I think is also a little bit different than what you'd expect if you watch the trailer. Right. And uh, Quiet Place. And those are my those are my ones that kind of come to mind right now going through. What do you have that's different than that? Earnest, scared, oh, stupid. Earnest, scared, stupid. Now, of course. What am I thinking? How but could I not? That was literally that the first one I wrote down. Oh, that's a great one. See, that's Halloween to me. I want spookiness and I want whimsy and I want a combination of the two. Yep. I don't want you yeah, know. and you know different different uh, amounts different of different level, uh, different different at, at different times. Yeah, yes, like totally. maybe you watch Ernest Scared Stupid at like seven p.m., yeah. but then at eleven p.m. you watch Trick or Treat. Yes, exactly. Um, and that was that was the only one I had. That, that was, was the only one I didn't have. Yeah, wow, that's the best one. You did so good. Yeah, thank you. Damn, and I will say another classic thing for me too. I I know this is so specific. The cartoon of Huey, Dewey, and Louie, mm -hmm. when they dress up as like the devil and the ghost and the pumpkin on the head yes. thing, um, 
like from I don't know when that is, 1940s, 1950s, whatever that is. Right. That really feels like Halloween to me. Okay. And there's a thing called Disney's Halloween Treat, which we used to air every year on ABC in the early 90s, where they would air that as well as some creepy parts of like Disney movies, right. like The Sword in the Stone, where the where the two wizards are kind of going back and forth right. and turning into animals and different like maybe the you know the cartoon where Mickey and Donald and Pluto are like ghost hunters and they have the guns and the yeah. ghosts are playing tricks on them. Disney's Halloween Tree, I have like three different VHS rips of different versions of it where like there's a puppet pumpkin host, all yeah. those things. Every year we put those on and decorate. We do. And we uh, that is Halloween to me. Yep. I want to see the McNugget kids from McDonald's dressed up as a witch and a Frankenstein and a Dracula. You do love Holy it. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. Ah! All right. <clears throat> so last thing we're going to talk about is Chuck and Brad's Halloween. Oh, yeah. So we've been doing Halloween episodes for a long time. We have strong feelings about Halloween. It's important to and be festive. Kinda, you were kind of dragged into this kicking and screaming That's a little correct, bit. That's correct, yes. <laughs> what do you, what, I'm what do you think? I'm trying to kick and scream my way back out. <laughs> The problem is, the more you kick and scream, the more it's appropriate for Halloween. Yes. So it's like you're getting pulled back yep. in. <laughs> Inadvertently supporting Halloween. He likes karate and <laughs> Halloween movies. Yes. Um, what, what is your feeling about Halloween now as a, as a, an older man? I, I think I, uh, I just don't like uh, parties. Yes. Okay. Uh, but other than that, fine. Let's, here's the let's, thing. Let's watch a. Sp- you know, it's weird. I feel like you know, my heart, my, my heart can't handle scary movies anymore. If we go, if we on Sunday, we're gonna have a decorating party. Yep. You like that party? Yeah, that's fine. You mean a party with like a hundred people? At yes. It. You don't mean a party with fourteen people? At I, it. I, uh, I I mean a party where the beer is the life of the party. I don't like mm, that. Yeah. I see. I yeah. see. I'll borrow from against me on that one. Yeah. I, I I gotta say, you know, you just said your heart doesn't like scary movies. Yep. Um, I feel like you're better at handling scary movies than you used to be. Right. But I feel like every time you watch a scary movie, you say it wasn't that scary. No. Well, then then I have to walk out to my car. <laughs> your tune changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I'm think like so. zoinks, and I jump in the arms of my Great Dane. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because we watch uh, such silly older. Yeah. scary movies that that's why they're not scary to you right but if they're like I, uh, paranormal activity legitimately frightened me mm-hmm. and i feel like even we, we would see maybe annabelle or, or one of one of the yeah. movies in that universe we saw it in theaters and i remember being like tense and terrified through that film and and thinking why am i here i don't like this feeling <laughs> I, i'm not enjoying this i could go sit in the lobby and eat m&ms and i'd like that but sitting here watching this movie m&mless <laughs> I don't like this feeling. <laughs> and, you know, my, like I, I literally had my hands over my eyes and I'm looking at the bottom right corner of the screen so I know, like, I'll know when the jump scare happens yes. and then when it's done and I can, un- like, I am a child. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. basically what it comes down right, to. Right, I've right. regressed. Well, so for the past many years in the podcast, every year we do a Halloween episode where we talk about Halloween-themed things and, and we talk about, um, I don't know, our, our experience with, with Halloween. Yeah. And we also do a thing where Brad and I will watch like, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm biting a cough drop. Yeah, we'll watch a series, uh, a horror film series. Yes. uh, Such as Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, and the uh, entire series. And we will describe the plots. Uh, We'll describe the whole, all the plots as one big long story to our friend Brian Lau, who has never, who doesn't watch horror movies at all. Not at all. So what's fun about it is he has all these questions about, well, why does this kill Freddy Krueger? What yep. is it? Tr- True Love's Kiss kills him in one of them? How did the dog pee fire? Yeah, Unclear. Pee fire. Um, 
And it's really, really fun. I mean, we go through the whole, you know, we watch the movies all month and that kind of fuels our spookiness. And then when we tell him, we have to kind of laugh at all the plot inconsistencies right. and all the funny stuff that happens. So we've done that. And then there's been other times where we just kind of did extra Halloween episodes. Right. Like we had uh, Jason Mayo, the director of Tales from Rocky Point Park, right. a documentary about a supposedly haunted amusement park. Um, We had him on. So we've done like a ton of Halloween episodes. I think we've done 21 Halloween episodes. Right. Um, and there's some of my favorite episodes of the podcast. There's some of the, my favorite ones I think we've ever done. Um, and this year we're going to be doing, at the very least, we're going to be doing one where Brad and I will watch all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. That's what was decided, yes. And uh, we'll have that conversation with our buddy Brian Lau, where we'll go through all of them. We'll tell him the plot and he'll ask us questions and we'll we'll have a lot of fun. That'll be at the end of the month of October. Um, but yeah, so if you're interested in any of our, well, I guess I should say, you know, we talked about Halloween is Grinch night. The type of thing we might do on the Halloween episodes is, you know, years ago we watched Halloween is Grinch night for the first time, which is as strange to us as it is to you now listening to this. And we were like, he's the Grinch is a dick in this again. He is. It's a sour, sweet wind. Where does he fall in? Where does this fall in the timeline of the Grinch? And we couldn't figure it out. So we watched the third Grinch movie, which is called The Grinch, Grinch is the Cat in the Hat, not having to do with Halloween for the following Halloween episode. Still couldn't figure out where it fit in the chronology. Yep. So I wrote my own fourth project that links all three Grinch movies together. The expanded Grinch first. It <laughs> explains how the Grinch went from movie to movie. So we'll do strange things like that yes. throughout the Halloween episodes. Um, one of the things we've done over the years is The Turtle Hunt, which is... Uh, there's eight Universal Monster themed Ninja Turtle action figures from the 90s. And Brad and myself and our buddy Lou have been on the hunt to get all eight of them. And I have seven of them so We're far. so close. And every October, we drive around all over Massachusetts and Rhode Island going to comic book and collectible stores trying to find the eighth one. Invisible Man Michelangelo. <laughs> that's, that's the one. And we've got them all over the years. And uh, and so that we've talked about that in the podcast. As well as um, one of my favorite, you know, things we do is uh, rejected Halloween costumes. And this is a, 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 uh, <laughs> a I don't want to call it a game. It's just a fun segment that we came up with a long time ago. Right. And the idea is we everyone that's on the Halloween episode, it's usually myself, our, my you know, Brad and our buddy comedian Ray Harrington, who Brad mentioned earlier. And uh, we come up with ideas for Halloween costumes that are kind of clever, kind of terrible. Mostly terrible. And completely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When, when something is not actually feasi- feasible. It, uh, impractical. Impractical, yeah. exactly. Um, and so, and a lot of them have to do with puns. Want me to read some of the best ones over yes, the years? Yes, of course I do. I have my spreadsheet of all the ones we've come up with over the years. This is the type of one we'd come up with. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin Powers. It's a, it's a, it's a great costume. It's a great <laughs> you visual. You came up with that one. I know. You came up with that one. I'm proud of it. Uh, Lindsay Lohan Solo is one of them. Uh, I came up with one. It was the Pillsbury D-Bag. Yep. Where it's the Pillsbury Doughboy, but you act like a dick to everyone all night on Halloween. Makes sense. Um, three people dress up as Snape from Harry Potter and you're Planet of the Snapes. Yep. That's pretty good. Puffy the Vampire Slayer and Dr. Dracula. There are enemies. Yep. Um, we came up with one that was, uh, someone dresses up as Bert from Sesame Street. Someone dresses up as Elmo 
and you hold a dead Ernie puppet between you with sunglasses on him and your weekend Ernie's. Makes sense. That's pretty good. And the idea of these is kind of that they're cringy, but they're kind of clever. And and so when we do them all in a big group and everyone laughs, everyone brings them to the table for the first time. Right. It's funny. I remember the first time I told you my idea for Donkey Dong, which is Donkey Gong with a big dick. I remember. And my follow-up was Donkey Schlong. I hated it then and I hate it now. <laughs> it was pretty similar. Remember the walking head? Yes. <laughs> You're a zombie with a with basically like I guess like a what did I say? What what would we use? Like a like a doll? But yeah, or a mannequin. A or mannequin something. head. Yeah glued to your crotch so it looks like you're getting a blowjob and then you hated that and i said what about hetty krueger and it was pretty similar yeah but anyway we come up with those for the podcast every year those are really fun and then uh i thought we would close out this episode with a clip from one of our favorite halloween episodes yes this is a halloween 2018 i think it's one of the best all-time episodes of our podcast i agree it was myself brad our buddy ray harrington Episode 386 of our podcast. If you want to check it out, go to chuckandbradpodcast.com. Scroll down, go to 386. That's this episode. It's Halloween 2018. And this is the story that I told to you guys about a, a guy that I had a, a run-in with um, in the next town over and our history together and why I didn't like this guy. And uh, so we're going to close yeah, with that. Yeah, the completely valid reason you didn't like <laughs> you this guy. You Are you crazy? Nope. Anyway. This is one of my favorite moments in the podcast. I love this as a Halloween episode, and it has nothing to do with Halloween really not, at not all. Not in the slightest, yeah. <laughs> but thank you to everybody checking out the Tesdy Town miniseries. Uh, please listen when it continues on the Tell em Steve Dave Patreon. Please keep listening to the Chuck and Brad podcast. We've had a lot of fun interacting with people, a lot of engagement, a lot of positive comments, a lot of people saying they subscribe, a lot of people listening, and I hope that continues. Stick around with us. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot more... I can't wait till the world opens up. That's what these, the people listening now, we're usually doing so many things. We are. And for the past like six or seven months, we've been paralyzed, but we're usually doing comedy shows and I'm playing concerts and you're doing improv shows yep. and we're doing these different things all together. Um, and we don't have that right now. So I can't wait until that becomes part of the podcast again. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm with you. Uh, but check out this story. Uh, subscribe to the Chuck and Brad podcast. Follow us on Facebook at the Chuck and Brad podcast. And uh, here's uh, Halloween 2018, episode 386. Chuck Stain, Brad Roar, Ray Harrington. Valid reason why I hate this motherfucker. So uh, in terms of Halloween stuff, you know, that's pretty much it for me. The last thing I did was the Halloween walkabout today in Bristol, Rhode Island, which is the town next to my town in Warren, Rhode Island, where like the, all the businesses, you know, give out candy and like invite people in to try their yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, wa- I, w- I want to talk about it because I, this thing happened to me. Um, we were walking and it was myself with Gina and her family, uh, my girlfriend and her family. And there was a guy with a picket sign, you know, it was like a picket thing and he had his name on it. I'm not going to say his name and he's running for like, what, what would you run for in a town? Like, like a town selectman or yeah, town council, council. yeah, counselor, and I was mayor. Like, and I looked possible. at the guy and I'm like, I hate that motherfucker. I know who he is. Wow. And I fucking hate him. Wait, didn't you just give me shit about being like, I don't think I care for... I, oh, like no. I said, I don't... It's not that I dislike Eli Roth. It's oh, no, just no. he looks like I grew like up Chris with Angel. this person. Oh, okay. I just yeah. like... No, <laughs> sorry. I took it as like, <laughs> hey, man, that. you got to look at the positive on, on everybody. And then I see this motherfucker. <laughs> thinks he can be a town counselor. Hand and candy to children. So when I was eight years old... Okay. All right. Uh, he, was my, he was my friend. Yeah. I was in third that grade. That was fade, fade back. Right? 
Um, what should I give him as a fake name? James. I'll give him James. Uh, he was my friend. I went to school with him. And he was kind of a dickhead. Uh, Always going fun. around going, I'm going to be a selectman. <laughs> <laughs> he was a dick. And, you want to uh, be my comptroller? I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to say this. And like this is not why I dislike him, but I think some people would dislike him. Every Friday, his parents took, picked him up from school and took him to Toys R Us for a toy day. And he spent $100 at Toys R Us. A hundred a day. I, I, you know what? I will say a week. this. Maybe, a week. Yeah, maybe I'm making up a hundred a week, but it is a lot of money. Because he would take me with him, and he would just pick out as many toys as he fucking wanted. I can't get off if you're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did go with him, and he had this you know, this house with like a billion toys. And whatever, that's fine. That's, I'm not going to judge him. A billion. I'm not going to judge Exaggeration. him. Exaggeration. So we're driving in Bristol one time when I'm eight years old, and I'm in the okay. back seat with him. He, oh, thank my God. My mom is in the car. I thought the you front. were driving. Mm -hmm. yes. My mom's in the front seat. His mom's in the front seat, the other seat. And we passed the top side sign, which is uh, a bar that used to be in Bristol. And there was a big, uh, large-breasted mermaid on the sign. And there was a big banner across her boobs. And it said top side, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, hey, check out those boobs on that, that mermaid to, to, to this kid. I almost said his name, J James. <laughs> he, oh, Josh. he goes like this. He goes, Mom, Chuck just talked about oh, boobs. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, Fuck that kid, I, man! I, I, yeah, I am gonna find out a way to vote against this piece of shit and whatever he is running listen, for. Listen, listen. It's not about voting against him. If you feel this strongly, and I've been saying this for the last two years, then run. Okay. <laughs> Chuck Satan's platform is fuck this guy. <laughs> I wish I ran against this guy. Hey, kids, you want to talk about tits? I won't say a thing. <laughs> I will not tell your mothers. I won't tell your moms when you talk about tits. I would love to run with this is my platform and I just hate this guy yeah, for that reason. Yeah. But this is a real story. <laughs> this is a real thing that I would happened. hate a kid who got picked up by his parents just to take him to. I know. And, and, I, and I would know. I would know. I would even be aware of it as an eight-year-old. Like, oh, I only hate this because I'm not getting that. <laughs> But I'm fine. Thank I'm okay hating thank this Thank you all for coming to the town debate. What do you think about uh, We've this? heard from James <laughs> yeah. on his platform for improving roads and schools. <laughs> now with an opportunity to rebut now, uh, is the Charles Staten. The independent <laughs> yes. candidate. Uh, raise who, raise who, your hand if you love tits. <laughs> from the... Uh, I believe the uh, independent candidate uh, Chuck Staten is uh, he's running on the uh, with the party fuck this guy party huh alright raise your hand if you love tits raise your hand if you'd like me to tell your mother that you raised your hand oh, no, you, start, you start your speech with like look when you were eight guys guys when you were eight you looked at tits right you looked at tits it's like where's this going where's it going if there was a judge you'd be like I'll allow it but let's see where this goes you know what, I mean? <laughs> what do you think about this guy, though? Come on, fuck this guy. I mean, obviously he was eight. So I mean, yeah, he's an eight-year-old child, but yeah. Fuck the kids, yeah. man. Did you talk about well, boobs and something today? No, as, as a full-grown man, maybe he's a good guy, but fuck that kid. What? Did you talk about boobs in front of him today? And he's like, hey. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, hey. Yeah. Do you want me to call your mother? Well, it's funny because that pissed me off so much. I, I haven't thought about that in so long because I don't know if I ever told you this. Story. No, no. It I just came of, flooding back to you when you saw him. I was like, fuck you. And uh, it also... Were you still friends after that? After that happened? I don't remember. I mean, it's weird because I went to school in Bristol 
and I left school right around that time. When he was a new kid, I went to a private school. And it was just... Oh, yeah. So you okay. know, I'll say Chuck's mom pulled him out of uh, that school yeah. because she's like, all I don't like... Talk. Yeah, yeah. All that titty talk. It was the tattling. The tattling <laughs> on the titty talk. The titty tattling. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it also it made me remember this other story. When I was like six... You're going to fucking hate this. When I was six... Well, I like... <laughs> what, what a great way to start this. <laughs> Ray, don't make a snap decision about Eli Roth. Listen to the story. You're going to fucking hate it. You're going to be dumbfounded. You had so many questions. You're going to vomit halfway through this story. Get a bucket. Get a bucket. <laughs> but were you friends with him after before you tell the six-year-olds? Because now you're going further back. You're doing a prequel to the original story. I, I don't remember really talking to him after that. But kids picked on him, and I think it was like I didn't care anymore. Like, you know, his ass. Oh, you walked away. <laughs> Oh God! Evil happens when good men do nothing, and he and he's just like you shouldn't have said shit about those tits, dude. <laughs> like he was sitting. Uh, I remember. I'll be honest though. If if I was sitting in the back seat of a, of a car at eight years old, yeah. and I said to another kid like, "Hey, did you see the boobs on that sign?" and that kid said to his mom and my mom yeah. sitting in the front, yeah. so that's my mom, yeah. and then also a other lady, yeah. and said. Uh, Ray's talking about booze packing. My only response would have been to open the door and jump out of the <laughs> yep. car. Yeah, yeah. I think like, so. oh, well, I had a good run. Yeah. See you guys later. I know, I know. I like to think it's that Chuck, mortifying. Chuck is, I know, I Chuck know. is Thank so you. mad Thank at you. this guy that the beginning of Mystic River happens. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's like, nope, see ya. Bye. Ray, Ray's, you're like my second when we run for the town council. No, um. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> okay, stop. Step Vice one. Council. Step one. I think basic civics is step one for you. Independent candidate checks in. And sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He wrote the number card. one man. It just says number one man. <laughs> guy who hates this guy too. <laughs> yeah. All right. You were six. Yes. <laughs> Oh, he's crying. He's crying. So funny. Oh boy. <laughs> so funny. All right. So uh, yeah, tell, I, tell I us a story that's going to make us vomit with delight. Yeah. Up to the microphone. Yeah, I, I heard the story too, and I really did not. <laughs> I didn't care that. for it. Yeah. And I think if you would just give a strong apology <laughs> now to all of us, then maybe I could consider my vote going to you, Mr. James. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. When I was six, it was Kevin James, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> when I was six, I drew like tits. <laughs> drew, was it tits? I drew my own dick. <laughs> oh God! At <laughs> six? <laughs> At six? Yeah, very so it was like a child's dick. Very precocious. Very, very like, precocious. You know. You know it wasn't like it a, was man a child's dick. dick. It wasn't a man's dick. <laughs> yeah. That's what you just said yeah. out of your mouth. It's came true. those words. Well, that's the dick I had at the time. <laughs> that's what I did. Not much has changed. Hey, hey. <laughs> they always go. say, "Draw for the dick you want, not the dick you have." <laughs> I drew a dick and an ass. And <laughs> wait, was it the same? No, they were persons? like they were, the dick was facing in the opposite direction, and uh, just not having it. My parents. Uh, my parents got called from the school because they found my drawing. Uh-huh. And I told my parents that I was halfway done with each drawing. And I was <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. You tried dick, to cover it up. Dick was a lamb. Oh, God. <laughs> what and a bad ass, liar he was. This was the five Olympic race. <laughs> <laughs> 
Immediate question. Immediate question. What is the lamb's association with the Olympics? <laughs> Well, what is also, this dick lamb going to do? Try half of one? Yeah, and then start <laughs> over, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you had even written dick with an arrow pointing to it. <laughs> no, it's a lamb named Richard. <laughs> oh, my God. I so, just remember, I, and I know it sounds crazy. So you were real straight up horny from like six to eight, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess Like six so. to eight, you were like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm straight up a pederast. So that's what I am. Six to present. <laughs> <laughs> I even remember, and this maybe this is manufactured, but I think I remember. He asked parents, for a stripper on his fifth birthday. My parents <laughs> confronted me. And I like to, to prove it. I finished yeah, drawing yeah. it into the lamb in front yeah. of them. I really think that that happened. I really think that that oh. happened. I mean, I know I know that I drew the dick, and then my parents got called, and I said it was a lamb. But I think I even yeah. Well, I mean, statute of, of limitations. You could tell us that now. Yeah. Oh man, it was so funny. But I forgot have, about have you have you things. talked to your parents about it since? No, no. I don't think so. Can uh, I have yeah, their phone we, number? We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll have we'll have them on the podcast. Oh, oh god, my god that's so funny. 